Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? Uh, holy cow, uh, Ben Folds. Wow, this is a big one. This is amazing, so let's get to it as quickly as possible. I, I do want to say thank you to Tom Osborne, who is forever, has always been, and will hopefully forever be the uh, musician hookup for this podcast. Tom, you are amazing. He's in the biz, but he's a weirdo, and it, it just means so much. So, so thanks, Tom Osborne, for uh, hooking us up with Ben here. This was an amazing episode. Uh, it is brought to you by Squarespace. You know the Squarespace is the easiest way, of course, to build a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. So start building your website today at squarespace.com and enter offer code WEIRD at checkout to get 10% off. A uh, couple tour dates coming up March 9th uh, here in L.A. I'll be at Largo doing stand-up with friends. That's going to be a great show. And on March 29th, I'll be back at Largo uh, with uh, Rob Bell doing our kind of uh, live spiritual comedy, whatever. I don't, I don't even know what to call it. But we talk about kind of the third act of this podcast type things. It's funny. It's interesting. It's different every time. Uh, there's audience participation. You don't have to, obviously. And that we just kind of talk about whatever comes up with the crowd, which is always really fun and I think a new fun way for us to keep it fresh and organic and very interesting. Rob is just amazing. I hope you can come to one or maybe both of those. Hope to see you out. Oh, I forgot uh, one other show at the Hollywood Improv at 7.30 on April 15th. I will be doing a, a show, a special show, a benefit show for Valerie's charity, Real Girl. It's going to be amazing. We're going to get as many wonderful uh, guests as we can, but I will certainly be there hosting, there for the whole show. Wonderful for Sweet Lady Val. Support Real Girl. It's an amazing charity, and it's going to be my last show in L.A. for a long time because uh, just after that I'm going to New York. Uh, to film uh, the show, which is so exciting. So please, if you're in L.A., come on out, support a great cause, April 15th, Hollywood Improv at 7.30. All right, that's it. Now, we'll splice this in. It won't be very natural, but we'll splice it in now. Uh, we also have a, a second sponsor, and this is a new sponsor. It's Loot Crate. Uh, Loot Crate, I don't know if you know, is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. Uh, for less than 20 bucks a month, you can get four to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items and more. I think the whole idea is that you don't know what it's always going to be because it's fun. It's like getting a package in a fun way. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific of each month to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's over. It's it. That's it. So do it by the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific. 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 And make sure to head to www.lootcrate.com slash YMIW. That's you made it weird. YMIW. And enter code YMIW to save three bucks on any new subscription. Loot Crate is like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. They also ship to over 27 countries. And they have even more info on their site. Loot Crate is more than just a subscription service. It's an entire community of fans 
that share their experience and interact with each other. Loot Crate guarantees at least $40 value in every crate, and sometimes it's a lot more. Every month, there's a different theme, and all the items are curated around that theme, and then inspired by major movie and video game releases, as well as pulling from pop culture franchises that we all know and love. It's super cool, so be sure to check that out, and be sure to use uh, the URL I just said and promo code YMIW. It's kind of funny. It's like, YMIW? You made it weird. All right, guys, get into it. Ben Folds, we hadn't met. We had such a great time. I'm so happy to share this uh, with you guys. So get into it. Uh, I need these to hear you. You don't. I mean, I'll, I'll be right like here. Dropping sound effects or anything? No, there's nothing like that. Okay. T-bone with the weather. It's nothing like that. Glass breaking. I don't know what it says about me, but, you know, don't you love studios? Like, I do a lot of voiceover, and there's something I love about... I guess I should say I hate not being able to hear people. Right. So the fact that I can hear you better is even – Through the headphones. You all, like that. And I can turn you up and down. Yeah. And then Down's I can also, good. <laughs> you, can't go, you can't go too far down though. I just – yeah, it's hard to mute someone in real life yeah. although, or, or block someone or unfollow them. But in uh, in the studio, you can do all those things. It would be a good app, like um, an app that mutes people when they're speaking. <laughs> Mute, yeah. Muter. <laughs> I can make that happen. Yeah, yeah. I can't make that. Why did I say I can make that happen? <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I, I'd like to open. I always forget to say that you're welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Oh, thanks, man. Old Good t- to be here. Yeah, you're unbelievable. You're so talented, so oh, wonderful, man. and uh, and you're you're uh, you're doing us a favor. We can't help you at all. Oh well, <laughs> listen to my bullshit. <laughs> I can help you in human ways, but I yeah. feel sometimes I feel like the bigger people. You know, it's like. Uh, sure, a lot of people listen to this, but at the same time, I feel like it's it's nicer for us than it is for you. So thank you. Oh, I don't think so at all. I think like you know, write, writing music. I I'm a I'm kind of a hermit naturally. Yeah, that's why I gravitate towards that. I don't even want to go out. Um, yeah. So honestly, like it's these things are good. Like it's you, you know, find out what 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 people do. You mean going out and doing it physically or literally just this, listening? Like this. You know, it's like, I mean, we weren't going to sit around. It's like we, we made a, you know, like a, a plan to go sit somewhere and, right. and, and talk with microphones. Right. Well, actually, we did make a plan to do that. <laughs> but there was a reason to do that. Right. And that's, I need a reason to get out. I need it too. Yeah. I was actually going to say you should do a podcast yeah. because it's a wonderful excuse. I've, how many times have I said this? It's this great loophole where we've never met. Right. I've, I'd like to meet you and here we are and we get to talk for two hours. But even beyond any sort of like, oh, that's fun. I respect their work sort of stuff. It's just this uh, reason and excuse even. Yeah. For I, I also have a hard time uh, leaving the house. Love the house. Love yeah. staying in. Lot Everything you need is there. <laughs> yeah. Very Why not just – Turn on a podcast and listen ah, to some other motherfuckers. But exactly, you can yeah. even do that. The podcast can serve you in that way, but in this way, yeah, you get to do it live. I think so. I mean, the you know the reason that I I probably wouldn't do a podcast myself um, is is that I I think I need just enough communication frustration to uh, to to write in order to write songs. Build up if I if you know if I if I just go out all the time and hang out in bars with my friends and. That's, say everything that's on my mind, then I feel pretty well satiated. heard, satiated. Yes. I, I'm done. I know exactly what you mean. So you got to be a little frustrated, I think. And like, I, I like when I grow up, I want to write a book. 
and and actually uh, uh, in the process, it says, then, it says in your bio you're working on a book. Yeah, I actually am, and so I'm I, therefore I'm in the process of growing up. Hopefully, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So I, it's 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 yeah, it's a it's a it's a trip. I mean, you know, uh, if you do too much, it's good to do some talking to to sort sort your thoughts out. Yes, I think that's good because you try on stuff. I'm glad I'm not a politician. I say so much crap. Uh, that that just is opposite than from day to day. Yeah, because that's important for me. I'm a flip flop. I completely agree. I love being a flip flop. I think cut it's very together a, a great uh, supercut of me contradicting. Oh yeah, you on, on the, the Daily Show from- there. But you last week, <laughs> listen what he said. <laughs> but no one ever would. Yeah, like uh, I hate bananas. But last uh, week he said I love bananas. <laughs> <laughs> last week I did love yeah, bananas. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Who are well, like I'm fascinated with the con. I, I talk about our personalities sometimes being like sandcastles you build on. Underwater, yeah. and we go. There I am. There's Ben, and then like a, a, just a gentle exactly. wave comes and goes away. That's so when that's people deep. speak with such certainty of who they are, or what they like, it's like which you are you talking about? I know, baby what? Ben, teenage Ben, this Ben, yesterday Ben, tomorrow. Ben. I think the difficult thing in being a person, and especially one that broadcasts their uh, their uh, either you know belief, vibe, you know uh, favorite color, anything like that, sure. is that there is probably. There are probably one or two, uh, uh, you know, uh, constants under yeah, under yeah, yeah. this is that person. That's the same me as when I was really little. But it's really difficult to navigate then the choppy waters of yeah. the of the things that you try on. So the you know a real successful person generally I think can identify like their wavelength, the part that won't be changing and hang on to that. It's very difficult to do. It's why writing a simple song is the hardest thing in the world to do mm. because really once you once you throw away all the garbage, like the stuff that we're talking right now, once you throw all that stuff away, there will be one thing that you can boil down to one or two words. That's right. And this is, this is a very, very difficult business. I, right. I mean, but, but that's it, the business of life, isn't it? And, and yeah. the job of the artist, I like to think of a slide projector, right? Mm. So it's shooting the light out, but then we put all these different slides in front of it. It's a, it's a slide projector that doesn't exist because you can put more than one slide. Yeah, <laughs> so we have, to, we have to kind of imagine if that were real. So we can put like where you're from. This is why – I don't mean to shit on the Super Bowl, but I kind of hate – I, allegiances and clan mentality and group mentality because yeah. I think it's just another slide. Like I'm, I'm from right. Boston. I'm supposed to be a Red Sox fan, so that slide was like put into me. Right. You know, you could probably find baby photos of me wearing a Red Sox jersey. You know, way before, and I was also baptized in the Catholic Church way before. Right. I, you know what I mean? So you're getting. I mean, what you're all saying these slides, is, but is, what is the light? What is the what is the real me? Yeah. Well, I think what you're saying then is is you know like uh, why why just join a group. <laughs> 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 there's not many. There's not many groups that you really. Sometimes, but that's. But as soon as you make a rule like oh, that, I like just, I don't join groups, yeah. then you find. Oh, I like to be in that group. And yeah. Suddenly, you find one. So yeah. I, basically, what we're saying is we don't know anything. But we groups. Know what we're <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that up top. Because yeah. then we'll be safe. Yeah. But groups are just methods. And right. methods are uh, – I've never quoted Ram Dass so early on in a podcast. But they're all traps. Mm-hmm. It's this idea that you don't want to be a meditator or a, or a musician or a right. comedian. You really just want to be free. You want that sensation of being free yeah. and true and liberated, right? But the great thing about uh, – do you know Ram Dass at all? He's a – Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Richard yeah. Alpert. Yeah, yeah. Tim Leary took the acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Became yeah. a guru kind of guy. Yeah. But he talks about in order for, I'm going to say, groups or methods to work and to help change you and help uncover your true Mm. essence, you need to be trapped by them. 
Oh, interesting. So it's like you kind of go into the agreement of I will be musician and yeah. with the understanding on the other side, it will kick you out. It will let you go. Mm. You know what I mean? It won't cling to you and say like, no, you're well, a is musician. Is that just simple? Is that just like a deeper way of saying you just have to try on a jacket before you know it fits? That's it. That's you know, it, or 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 the, maybe there's an analogy to growing out of the jacket or something. I don't know, but, but no, then I think, the jacket should have the decency to let you take it off when you'd like to. That's that's another. Oh, no, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and then there's the whole that that ties in with the whole lifelong uh, issue we're always going to have with the idea of committing to anything, because mm. you you have to commit to something in your life. Isn't that but, funny? You know, there's something. It's you, a real human need. Excuse me. You have to. It's yeah, a human need. There's something, and so I mean, it doesn't mean that if you try lots of things on and you flip-flop that you're a failure. That's it just right. means that you're you're shoring up your idea of, you know, there's that Kanye West song Everything I'm Not Made Me Everything I That's Am. That's right. Love that. That's amazing. I believe Common passed on that beat. He made it to a jam. <laughs> <laughs> I Damn. love that song. I love that song. Yeah. It gives me chills. Yeah, but beautiful. where is the room? I believe it's in the arts. The, I, I hope mm. that in the arts is the place where we can... I'm not afraid of contradicting myself. Right. I, I posted something that was... Uh, I'm a vegan. We don't have to get into it, but it was a pro-vegan video. Mm -hmm. But then someone was like, didn't you say you don't want to be the mouthpiece for vegans or something? And I was right. like, I did, and I yeah. don't. And yet here we are. You know what I mean? Right. Like I still wanted you to see this TED Talk or whatever. Yeah, no. I, like I, it's okay to be full of shit. Yeah, no, I know it is okay. And then <laughs> I give myself that license all the time. And the funny thing is as soon as you say that, then you, you, then you find the, 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 the fallacy in that too. But yeah, which right. is so so basically back to you know uh, uh, I think we're both in this big kind of you know philosophical circle world <laughs> at the moment. But That's you know fine. you just got to go. Basically, if if you follow your interests and you go with your gut, probably my experience is that that works out. Yes, follow that, instincts go with gut. You're talking about intuition. You're talking about this other other yeah. thing. The reason I don't use the word intuition as much, and maybe I shouldn't use the word gut either. It's the same thing. Is is I think it's very difficult to 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 uh, know what your instinct is. Mm. You know, but what your interests are will usually uncover that mm. because it can be the most random thing in the world. I look at my career as an example. Most of the things that I've been interested in that I wanted to follow. A good deal of those, I was really advised not to. It mm. looked like such a detour. <laughs> always led to something that no one would have guessed. Mm. So, uh, But when I follow my instinct sometimes, it hasn't worked out because I haven't known if that was my instinct or what I ate for breakfast. <laughs> like, is this my mood? Like, I really feel like this, but is that really my mood? Buddy. You know? I feel so trapped in here sometimes, too. You know, you watch a, a movie that plants – it's like Inception. It plants yeah. an idea mm. in your subconscious, and you're actually stuck in the, in the curious predicament of thinking that that was your idea. I know. Like, I know. literally, there was I, – I, I watched the Super Bowl, part of the Super Bowl, and there, were the, uh, there was a great ad. I thought it was a great ad for Advil. And I swear to God I've been taking more Advil since then. I've been like, I could right. use an Advil. I know. And I think that's it's so, suggestible. so fucking crazy. It's so suggestible. And it could be your instinct that you feel led you to take, uh, to, to take all the extra Advil. Right, right, right. Uh, it's, it's, but are you really interested? In the long run, are you really interested in being an aspirin junkie? You know, <laughs> it's like so, – so, so what you know is like, well, but, this is what I'm interested in the moment. Maybe what you find by taking too much Advil is that – uh, it, it it illuminates that you had some kind of stomach problem that you didn't know about, yeah. and then you go down the path of trying uh -oh. to sort out your life in some way. I mean, following your interest is a is 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 
is complex, but I think it's the the best that we can do. People know don't know anything. We don't know our history. We don't know where we were five minutes ago or where we're going to be, but we do know how we feel. Yeah. So if you follow that, we're pretty good at feeling stuff, being crybabies. That's what we're best at. We are good at being crybabies. We're awesome crybabies. The human race is awesome at that. Funny that you say that. I'm writing a bit about ways, and I'm like, because I have so much tantrum-like energy for the app ways. That it's right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. Get the fuck out of my way. It's not the way of the soul. It's not the way of the artist. I'd rather be on a straight line that's a little bit slower right. than constantly letting my rational mind take the... This is what I wrote down on yeah. the way over. I go, right. I don't like ways because I haven't confused where I'm going with my destination. Hit it up high. Oh, oh yeah. First, first of several, I hope. <laughs> ways is like... But it's yeah, a tantrum. I'm, I'm with, no, I, yeah, that is a tantrum. And that's how I knew. I was like, oh, there's something there well, for we me. We don't know how to read it. We, um, anatomically, modern man is not ready yet to be speaking to a piece of plastic in that way. I mean, we, don't, <laughs> we don't understand it. We understand intellectually, but we don't understand. That's right. You think, you think, you think the ways really wanted to ma- you to make a left on La Cienega. <laughs> and it didn't want anything at yeah, all. But yeah. you take that personally. It, like. Uh, it, we take anything personally. You know what? That cracks me up. This We're is how path- so good at taking things personally. This is how pathetic I am and how much I took turn things on myself. If I'm behind someone who's being really slow and stupid when I'm driving, I don't drive that much, but when I do, yeah. I start feeling really sorry for myself. So this guy's in front of me. He's he's in he's in my way. My kids to school, and then everywhere I go. He's going there before I go. It's like this guy. And what I start to think is I'm not going to put on my blank, right blinker because if he sees me put on my right blinker, he's, he's going to turn go. right to block me too. Uh, That's how self-centered I can get in that stuff. It doesn't make any sense at all. Well, you're a neuroscience man. I, I, I'm, I'm a, I tend to be lean towards believing things. Yeah. One of my favorite arguments against not believing things yeah. because let's contradict ourselves right, all day. Right, Who sure. cares? Is that they show like patterns of light to humans, and mm. they'll what we do is we add a narrative to it. Okay, and th- they say this comes from like right. you see a lion running at you, you add a narrative. If this continues as is, right. If then I will be dead. So you run. So similarly, we see synchronicities, we see coincidences. Right. You see a guy that's blocking you in traffic. You add a story to it, exactly. and there's way, there's perversions of it right. where it starts to get a little bit strangely supernatural. Where you're like, this guy's been. You're not saying this, but he was sent to stop me and my, he was my sent twin to stop children <laughs> from getting to school on time. So if I make yeah. a, if I turn my right blinker yeah. on, he's going to be on to me. I think he'll turn his right on. Yeah, but that yeah, that cause effect stuff that that we have. Uh, oh, of course he did. He was <laughs> <laughs> bastard. <laughs> And he was using ways too, you little bitch. Yeah, I think um, uh, the uh, the the. Oh, I, I remember yeah. seeing a, a, a piece by an anthropologist uh, who uh, described uh, the two uh, two ways of thinking: one as a mediocristan, and the other as extremistan. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and and and, and mediocristan uh, was was your, your the patterns of the things that you understood. Like if if uh, let's say. Um, Someone has you move into a house. I'm just going to make something. Up. You move sure. into a house. The person that lived in the house before had three years left on his uh, uh, New York Times subscription, and it kept landing on your door. Mm-hmm. So you walk out, not knowing anything about this. Like, oh, I got a free New York Times. Oh, I got a free New York Times. Pretty soon, you get in the free New York Times. One day, it stops. 
So you get pissed off because because <laughs> they stopped giving you the the, the newspaper it's because been that's three what you sweet years. you understood. You can't understand a situation unless you know why it's happening. Mm. So if you understood that that's why it was happening, then you'd be okay. But without knowing why something happens, we generally in a cause effect straight line where we're trying to make sense out of it, we decide that we know why and we don't know why. That's why people can make fun of uh, conspiracy theories. I was gonna. I can't see. Okay. But they should that's make fun what we, of theories. That's what we were talking about, I think, because I don't think it's supernatural. I was going to write down conspiracy theory. One of the things that's unsettling about them is that we uh, – and I love conspiracy theories, actually. Uh, uh, I, yeah, me too. They're, but they're good. I think they're good. I think they're wonderful storytelling and, and can also shine lights on maybe some uh, good questions. But we we also – they can make us feel icky because we can see what happens the way – when we give – um, I don't want to say glory, but I can't think of a better mm, word. Yeah. When we give glory to that part of our glory mind that can spin out and – but this and this and there was this email and that, blah, blah, blah. We don't – it makes us frightened yeah. because our our narrative, the, the corporately agreed upon conspiracy that is this world and this mm. hello and yeah. I wave at you and I signal and it's I eat conspiring. a sandwich. People are conspiring. We're all conspiring. Yeah. Yeah. But when someone starts conspiring something else, it threatens everything mm-hmm. and we go like look at that nut job. And believe me, I go look at that nut job too. Sometimes I am the nut job. But yeah, well, that's what we're talking about. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's an it's a natural. If you don't have if you don't have an answer, it's a natural human tendency to, like you say, just draw those things yeah. in. That, but the prop that's where the danger is. This is fine. That was a theory. I, I think that's. I think it's a real uh, it's a real shame that 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 uh, uh, that that the concept of a conspiracy theory is just completely now associated with someone with tinfoil on their head because mm-hmm. you, you just you do need to have uh theories but they're just theories you need right to, you know like, like it's degrading to say conspiracy theory it's a horrible thing it's like i because there are conspiracies and you need to theorize about them but i think that the problem is when people draw all the things that they then they know well, I know this happening because right. of this and this. It's you know to be like in in uh, in our position. My, my position is someone who puts out records, and for anyone uh, from a fan to a critic to decide that they know why I did something. It's amazing how arrogant people are. That mm. they make those assumptions. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he was trying to do this. Mm. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't even. I don't know what I was trying to do. I right. don't know why. If I don't know, I don't know how the fuck you know. Why yank something? I'm going to throw out the transcendent word. Something transcendent. Music to me is very transcendent. Mm-hmm. Tr- what I hear as you speak is a man trying to get out of the out of the way of his programming, yeah. out of the way of what commercial for Advil he may have seen, out of the way of his breakfast. Right. So you can dig and what? shine light into the corners and then yank something out. So that is transcendence to me is the uh, the kite into the black hole and it's the job of the artist to yank it back and you know take what's off the kite and go like look what i found but to take that irrational or i should say transrational kind trans-rational, of experience excellent yeah can we uh. do it? yeah <laughs> that's my second high five of my entire life people <laughs> you heard it first <laughs> <laughs> but just take that <laughs> non-rational, transrational kind of experience, that sort of love-makey, mm-hmm. hermit, paint on your hands, getting on your face, plaster on your jeans sort of yeah. creativity mess, and then release it. Okay, now it's on our plastic mm-hmm. friend, right? And now I have it, right? I have Ben Folds on this. I have him. Right. I play him. I analyze him with what? With my mind. And right. then I go, I understand what the lunatic, like, I, I mean that in a good way, yeah. the guy that goes off into the cave and fights the imaginary dragon, mm. I know what he was doing. He was trying to reinvent classical. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's offensive. You're analyzing this experience. You're analyzing lovemaking as if it were just anatomy. 
Mm. Right? Yeah. No, that's exactly right. That's well put. Hmm. <laughs> There's our 20-minute rant on the conversation. Oh, we don't know. We did that. I, when, <laughs> we created You think it was 20 minutes? I don't know. It's been 20 minutes. Yeah. See, is it they say every twenty minutes that that that, that there's a that there's a lull. Well, then we're gonna have statistically, I guess we're gonna have six lulls. I think that <laughs> fifteen lulls. You're here all day. Uh, yeah, I had a thought when you. Then you got too interesting, and I, f- I forgot what no, my thought was. You were I was following you, and then I. Uh, but I, you uh, it's hard to, because when you try to formulate what you're gonna say when someone else is speaking, that's then you're not, not listening. That's not nice. So I was listening, and now I've forgotten what it was that I had formulated, which you I seemed thought was to light was, up. Was, it's about art. About the idea of you're going and you're shining lights into the corners. You're stripping away your breakfast and the ad. Mm, mm, almost on it. It almost came back. And, ah, and the plaster yeah. and the uh. art smeared and you went into your hermit place and you fought imaginary dragons. But I think you lit up when I said it's the job of the artist to strip away all this mind stuff. Yeah. The, and transcendent. The kite into the black hole. Well, I know what it was. It was ambiguity. The, uh, the 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 most effective way to communicate something is generally with a poetic and am, uh, ambiguous mm. uh, presentation. That's really what does it the most. And like you know, to, since we're in a political season again, I'm I'm fascinated with the performances. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, <laughs> the showbiz. I'm, I'm fascinated with that. Like I, I, I you know, I, I have to admit that generally means more to me than any of the rest of it. I'm I'm interested. I'm a musician who presents. An idea, and the, and the poetry in that is interesting to me. And when someone, uh, you know, and I think the Republicans have always been really good at this, at, at finding a couple of things that move people, and mm. that actually don't really mean that much. They mm. don't have much substance, but they're very artful because they incite an emotion, mm-hmm. and emotions are always incited by the most ambiguous things. Until you take, until you take enough columns, you know, uh, out out of a out of a sentence, you don't have. Poetry. You've got a manual on how to fix a Range Rover. Mm-hmm. You know, well, once once you take those things out, and you're like, oh, what does that mean? Music has the same thing. A musical sentence, according to you know Leonard Bernstein, was you know had syntax, but it wasn't art until until enough of the syntax was removed to make it poetry. Mm. So once you've made it poetry, then you're really communicating something. So uh, you know to, to to try to explain art. By putting back in what you think of the weight-bearing columns of a sentence is really to encumber it quite a bit and to take the emotion out. That's right. You know. It's dissecting the bird to get the song. You, you cut open the bird. It's not going to sing anymore. Yeah. So you can't explain it by looking at I its gotta organs. i got to start cutting these birds ah. out. <laughs> well, just like true. you can't explain love making by saying blood and semen fills the man's penis. Like – the people right. are always trying to. I've been invited many times. I was actually just reinvited to. Can another I use thing. that as my next album? You title? may. <laughs> <laughs> you may. It's the idea of uh, people always want to talk about what is funny, and they're always like, "It's the benign mm. violation. It's it's harmless, but it's not what you expected." And I'm like, "Get out of my face, man! You're silly. You're right. you're a silly man. Yeah, I'm a silly man, and I like doing these things where." Sometimes the joke is just that's what he's doing. Yeah. You know, you have to think about that. Like your F in the D song is a very silly. This is silly. It's yeah. a lovely song. I think it's very beautiful, Thank but you. it's also very silly. Mm. Where do we put that in the track order and, and why is it funny and where do you put it in a live show? Right, right, right. And that's what it – What it, I guess that might be a benign violation of the set list. But I just I, – I, I take – as I realize they might be Benign right. violation, yeah. <laughs> I think there's just some something so much more going on. 
that the the mind isn't going to get about something, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. metaphorically, works of the heart, works of the soul. Yeah. These things that are... Well, I think you would find is it's both. I mean, like, uh, I was sitting... Do you know Divine Comedy, their music? His no. His music? Uh, God, I, he, uh, some I'm of my favorite. Divine Comedy. So, you know, like... His, his name's Neil Hannon, and he's a friend of mine. He's also he's I think he's damn genius. He's mm. like one of my favorite songwriters. I, I when I show him to him, Americans, they're always like, "Well, this this is a classic. This is like Randy Newman for Irish people or yeah. something like because that's what he's Irish and he's 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 uh, he's he's brilliant in that way. Wow, uh, uh, and he keeps making amazing stuff. But I was on tour with uh, Neil's opening up for me in the states. And we were just doing solo shows, and we were in a house of blues, and there were you know all these all the old blues man paintings, you know, <laughs> the dead black blues men of 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 the ancient times, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's all the people you know you know of you know from from muddy waters and 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 one of the, one of the paintings has a quote that probably didn't even come from this cat that said music is made uh, with the heart, not the mind, mm. and 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 Neil was like, oh God. <laughs> Music is made with the heart and the mind. I'm going to get a sharpie and change this right now. Yeah, like and he's right. Can I just say the middle way, man? That's that Buddhist thing. We can't. I wrote down you were talking about ambiguity. Yeah, and it's not either or. This is the. This isn't ways. This is the way the soul drives. It's both and. It's both and. It's sitting in traffic and taking the shortcut. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mind. Is our tool, is our power to drive ourselves into our hearts. You're using both. Yeah. You're talking about the syntax of the sentence. I should be letting you speak. But no, I'm, it, this is interesting. It's yeah. the syntax of the sentence. So the syntax, I mean, you can't get a better scientifically sounding <laughs> but creative it, word. And the heart. What, but what? isn't it cool, though, that like what you're saying right now ties back into just your instinct or your interest in the app ways? So when you really start to think about it, you can find a lot of poetry in that. Like, do you really need to? I mean, I guess that's what you were saying when you were pissed at it in the yeah. first place. Yeah. But it play it's playing itself out as you speak. It's yeah. like that's you know if you really yes, only had right. to say like we can say a lot of things and 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 fill up a podcast, but really you know probably the the main thing to take away from it would be your moment with that app. <laughs> then, then, then that's the poetic, that's the right. part that resonates. That's right. You know, because, and that's kind of uh, flavoring everything else we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could, because that's, that's the basis of a song, Ways. That's fine. Yeah. That's totally, that's a basis for a song where it's not a basis for a song, the, those things that would be uh, uh, set forth in a five-paragraph essay. That's right. That's not a song. To write a song about uh, the transrational kite-flying black hole you write with your heart, you can't understand, it's not just the dick, it's making love, is so boring. It's yeah. so boring. And you're very good at that, that elegant, that shaving away, the Michelangelo sort of chipping yeah. away everything that isn't the song. But it's hard. It's and it's deceiving yeah. because your songs – I was talking, you just met Valerie and she's such a huge fan and she was kind of schooling me in all your music. I knew it, but she's like a, mm. a deep fan. And the thing that I struck was a uh, was that elegance. It's very complicated. For, forgive mm-hmm. me for speaking you know, basically here. But it's complicated music, arrangements, yeah. lovely, obviously skillful. And then – Deceivingly skillful, they're very skillful, but simple seeming, or, or I like the word elegant seeming. Yeah, we were talking about a similarity, compliment coming to Hemingway, mm. who wrote in very short, kind of right. easy to understand sentences. But this is a motherfucker like you who's trying to get 
the spin out of the way. Yeah. You're taking slides out of what you're trying to say. Yeah. This is a song about this, and yeah. you can get it, and it'll move you, and it's about ways. It is. <laughs> that, that, well put. But, I mean, you would write a song about ways more than you would want to write a song about the heart versus the head or something. Well, yeah, because I, I, I think, I mean, I think we like to, I mean, there's there's a kind of song that's very, uh, that, that's, that's the, it's, the bread and butter of of um, you know the song peddling business, which is you know the song for the the occasion or, or the or the thought you know songs for all occasions. You mm. know, like, uh, we, we broke up. Mm-hmm. There you go. We broke up. I mean, just just that's enough. You know, like uh, then there are there is the rare kind of song which there's not much there's not much room for it, which is not that. And, yeah, and 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 it's. It's hard to do, and it's not it's not an easy sell. You it's know? funny because those are. I was thinking about pop music on the way over. We're listening to your new album. It's called Excuse Me. I don't. So hear, there. I so there. Mm. So we're listening to So There. So lovely. And I was like, there's something funny, and this is not a critique at all. Mm. There's something strangely alienating if you're listening to this and don't know what like woodwinds sound like or, mm-hmm. or whatever the. See, I, I don't even know what they are. It sounds like flutes or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But if you're listening to it. And you hear a sound, and let's say you've never been to the right. orchestra or something, you're almost insulted. Talk about tantrums mm. and babies. We like going. Well, maybe you're. Uh, um, um, you're insulting yourself. You're challenged. Right. Challenge is right. You know, if you're challenged or, or confronted with what you don't think you understand, you're the, then you draw the conclusion, like we were saying about drawing these conclusions that someone is trying to put you down that's right well, yeah. and and worse i'm stupid and you're accepting they're put down which was right. imaginary to begin with yeah 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 <laughs> then you're talking to your app again ben isn't making fun of you right <laughs> he's trying to delight you with his elitist music but yeah. you're right exactly so i was thinking about guitar music we go i can picture that i can picture a piano i can picture an upright bass and i can picture drums right that's good that's good pop right well there. you have to uh you know no matter what kind of music you're you're listening to, you you have to have some understanding of the vocabulary of mm-hmm. it. Uh, you know, which is like uh, is a big challenge to get people to come out to uh, symphony orchestra shows. Uh, is uh, and I don't mean like pops versions, but I mean like to go out and see I don't know, just even Mahler or 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 Prokofiev or someone. It's like good to go out and 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 listen to this. People are intimidated because they they write they write they don't know the the uh, uh, the vocabulary behind it. Mm-hmm. It actually takes a little work, but it takes a little bit of work to know the vocabulary behind country music. People make fun of it. It's like you know the stuff about the pickup truck and all the all sure. the things are supposed to be in it. But you have to understand what that is. That actually would take me. I'm from the south, and I actually don't know the vocabulary of all that stuff. Mm. So you're sa- you're saying you're you're calling it before you really understand it. Yeah. You know what's interesting? What see? I try and write down so I yeah. can still listen. Mm. I can give you a piece of paper if you want. No, I, I'm <laughs> but it's but you should be. You should feel comfortable. It's, you're you're not working. I'm, I, yeah. Let me work. Yeah. Uh, but it's that idea that I have this real. I, I, I throw the word epiphany around mm. too loosely. It's a it's a self love thing. I'm like yeah. I, I go. Oh, the peanut butter's over here. What an epiphany! <laughs> like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. You did it. Good job. Uh, but it's the idea that we. It goes back to head heart. Is there a difference between epiphany and revelation? Do you? I think a revelation's better. Yeah. Yeah. The last book of the Bible isn't called Epiphanies. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Just a little Bible. They didn't humor. shut it down with that. They shut it down with the revelation. That was a note. And dropped the mic. <laughs> they were <laughs> a revelation. Boom. Yeah. That's how you yeah. close. Yeah. The, somebody handed in a draft that was called Epiphanies, and they were like, one note. 
Yeah. Call it Revelation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to get really fancy, the Revelation, I think, of John. Anyway, sorry, I keep forcing in spirituality and Bible. That's what I do. Uh, it's this idea. I went to Huntington Gardens. Have you ever been to Huntington Gardens? No. It's this beautiful kind of walkable mm. thing in L.A. And I, I had the best time because uh, – so I'm looking at flowers. Talk about things I don't understand. I'm looking at – I don't know uh, their vocabulary mm. really. I, I know that I feel a certain way when I see them. But when I start thinking about them, you can start feeling some of these feelings, low-grade versions of these feelings of intimidation or – You don't know what they're called or yeah. stuff like where, they, where they're from. Or this one doesn't smell and look, I just smelled it. I'm such an idiot or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. base, base, base stuff. But the trick and the, the epiphany or the revelation that I had – was there's a real pleasure in looking at things, and I'm going to throw into that, listening to things without thinking about them. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds so mm. basic, but I'm ta- I've said it many times on the show. If you can look at a tree and not think about the tree, yeah. just try and slide your rational mind away from just your basic uh, simple awareness. Yeah. Just looking and seeing and – but not judging, because you look at a tree and you want to go tall tree, right, 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 yeah, leaning tree, yeah, pretty tree. But if you can just shut the fuck up, mm. that tree will dance for you. Right. Similarly, you go to the orchestra or watch ballet. All these things that seem like they're out of our grasp because we're putting the rational mind, we're putting right. the brain Correct, yeah. in the driving seat. Yeah, and if we can put that aside, you can realize. And I think you can speak to this better than me. Ben Folds puts out this album with an orchestra. He's not trying. <laughs> he's right. not trying to challenge you. Mm. Uh, maybe you are. No. Um, maybe that's number fifty on the list. That's not in there at all. Good. I, well, not good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I think we're not. agreeing. I think you are trying to stir delight. You know, entertain, woo, yeah. titillate, following my interest. Yeah. yeah. Follow but your interest. I'm following my interest. I'm interested in that. And you're inviting us to en- enjoy it with you. Yeah, I mean, well, I hope I hope people enjoy it with me, and I hope to, to get to keep doing it. You know, it's like you want people to like it, so they'll so they'll buy it. Um, but aside from that, I, I really just follow my interest. Fucking a. Yeah, I, I think, think that's the uh, number three. <laughs> but that's what it is. Yeah, you're creating the art you want to see in the world. That's something we come back to again and again. You're it's it's so much more than you do you. You're being true. Talk about a method. Yeah. Talk about a group. You're joining the Ben's Interests group, mm-hmm. and you're honoring that, yeah. and you're giving glory to that, to go back to glory, and then hoping people like it. Yeah, and joining and leaving groups all along the way. Yeah. I've joined and left a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I think it's good. No one's got the... No one's got the the you know the 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 patent or the copyright on the the right way. It is interesting to join a group and watch people and learn something, and then move on. But I always know I'm going to leave them. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean, I was very interested in acapella music for a while, and 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 I'm not uninterested in it now. It just right. really resonated for a while, and I followed that. And I'm, you know, I haven't really kept up as much at the moment. But, you know, this is like one of many, many things. You I, mentioned meditation. And I think, think people should try all different kinds of meditation. Then don't meditate. Yes. That's fine too. I mean, I, I, have, I, have, I have my brands I like better than others. But, I, I, you know, it's, it's all the same thing. It's like the dancing tree is an interesting thing because, you know, like as a, as a, as a man of neurology that you, that you are, you know, isn't it interesting that they can restore physically and neurologically every 
uh, a, a sense that you didn't have. Like hearing is a good example. When mm. you put a cochlear implant in uh, to a kid who's six years old who hasn't heard anything his whole life, they'll show that it, it – look, it's lighting up his brain. There's a sound. It's going in. Mm. He doesn't seem to think he's hearing anything. Mm. He can't hear anything. Mm. He doesn't know what it is. No idea. So – I, I I think that throws a real wrench in a lot of my thinking sometimes because I want to say, well, if you just put all your uh, you know judgments, prejudices, and preconceptions out of the way, you look at the tree and that happens. But what about the kid who got his eyesight at six years old and is staring at the tree and it doesn't come? There's a point where mm. the mind has to engage mm. and an awareness has to engage and a vocabulary has to form in, in order to understand something. Right. For most people, for music, part of the vocabulary in music – has been by programming very, very light, low to nil on sense of humor. They don't know how to see sense of humor in a song. Mm -hmm. They haven't been trained to see sense of humor. Isn't that funny? There is no way that you're going to get them to stand and take that judgment out of the way and watch the sense of humor tree dance. Mm. It ain't there. Mm. Uh, as soon as you put it there, they think it's something else. They think it's kind of, oh, that's a novelty song. It's like, right. no, you know what? I laughed at a funeral last week and I felt horrible. Yes. And why? I have no idea why I laughed. I right. felt terrible. But there's, there's humor in that. Right, but see, I think the, I think that the, 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 the comedians have more latitude to be expressive it's than just the musicians. A, it's do. just a license. I'm, I'm very interested in that. I, I've had um, pastors, authors, all different types on the show, and we always will come back at some point to the strange license mm -hmm. that the comedian gets out the gate. Typically, yeah. you're the comedian. You can say whatever you want. You look at somebody who's, as, as far as I'm concerned, is only getting funnier as he gets older and crankier. Seinfeld can host an award show, put it down, you know yeah. what I mean? And everyone's like, have him back next year, you yeah. know what I mean? But you're right, the musician doesn't necessarily have built in. He can get it, yeah. but you had to go and get it. Well, it's really difficult. Um, you know, d d d Different forms of communication are, are cor corrupt in different ways. Uh, mu uh, at this moment, I think uh, that um, comedians – are very low on corruption. Mm. I think a good comedian is generally good because he's the most honest. Hopefully. You know, I think that's generally what's going on. Right. I mean, uh, and, and even seems to work with the really – with the really um, the really popular ones, I don't see like some kind of corruption at the top of comedy. No. I think Louis C.K. is very incredibly is, honest. is very honest, and that's what's working for him. Bill Burr is incredibly honest, and mm -hmm. that's what's working for him. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you don't have to believe it's, it's what they say. It's funny that's there is like a comedy boom going on, and I think it's because people are just chasing yeah. the truth wherever yeah. they can find. Well, it. Well, yeah, and for some reason they're they're, they're allowed. You know, like uh, in, in in music, uh, probably more in the sixties. You know, if you were just completely honest in the '60s, then that was going to get you a long way. People were willing to hear that. Yeah. Uh, later on, musicians' uh, points of view needed to be marginalized for for some sub cultural reasons. You know, for like mass consumption. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the musician uh, musicians uh, were the first that knew what to do with a microphone. Mm. You know, we were really good at it. So suddenly, people that probably shouldn't have had a mic who were just really good at it uh, uh, abused it, and then. Society came along and said, you, anything this guy says, don't listen to it. That's right. Don't listen to this guy. He's a fucking idiot. Please right. don't listen to the guy shaking his ass and, and, and his leather pants and right. all kinds of debauchery. And you're going to listen to what he says. Right. Don't listen to that. So the, the, it, it, the honesty, you know, we allowed that somehow to sort of be wrung out. Still, when someone comes up with a very pure song, if it's pure enough, 
it's okay. But if it's not quite pure, it's it's tougher. And mm. that's a that's that would take that's a whole book's worth of garbage, and I would have to contradict myself a lot on it. But there is something to it. There is something to uh, um, that musicians have have not been. Um, as pat on the back in my lifetime for being honest mm. as they are of being persuasive. Mm. So there are a lot of really you – know, most of the What's top something? 40 is very persuasive. What do you mean persuasive? Well, very fun, uh, oh, shiny. It's uh, funny. Uh, uh, the gr- uh, awesome groove, awesome – Daft Punk. Uh, what's that song? That big song everybody loves? Uh, you know. I probably know. I don't. What's that most popular Daft Punk song? Yeah, we're up all night to get lucky. Mm, you know right. that song? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. We had uh, Matt Berninger from The National. Do you know The National? Yeah, yeah. We we uh, sat down. We did this on my talk show, actually, and we were like, okay, that song, pretty simple. We're up all night to have, for good fun. We're up all night to get some. We're up all night to something else. Yeah. We're up all night to get lucky. Yeah. We're up all night to get lucky. We're up all night to get lucky. Yeah. And then you put a really good groove behind it. I'm not putting this song down. Yeah. That's persuasive, right? That's what you mean? Yeah, that's very persuasive. Yeah. And it also has a certain amount of truth in it, too, which makes it even <laughs> you know, more persuasive. Because you think people subconsciously are agreeing or consciously. They're just kind of like, yeah. Probably with I'm that like. one, yeah. yeah. But you know, you can say something that's um, – I don't know. I just don't have a vica- – I don't, I don't have like an encyclopedic knowledge of the last 10 years of pop music, but I think it's good. I think that I think right now like the production particularly is really, really streamlined, mm. straightforward. You hear uh, uh, big hits with only piano. Well, when I started out, just having a piano anywhere <laughs> close to it was going to get you killed. Mm. So we did it. You know? mm. Uh, but uh, but but like this, you know, the stripped down stuff. Like I, I I had a song on on, on an album. It's now fifteen years ago. I argued for the song as a single, and the song's called "Luckiest." And the song since then has become like it's on, it's it's just constantly on like you know Martha Stewart top fifteen uh, wedding songs and stuff. Really, people get married to this song. I I don't have a day in my life if someone doesn't come up and say I got married to your song. No way. So it's out there. It's doing its thing. There was only piano in the song. There was nothing else. Mm. And at the time, it was like it's not persuasive. Mm. Like you, you know, if you're going to do this, you need to like bring a drummer in. That'll persuade people. Mm. I'm like no, but I mean, I have I have a thing. So I don't think you need that. It's like yes, trust me, you need it. This is not a single. <laughs> Next, and it's the song that will probably outlive me. Yeah. This is the one that that that'll still be being played. Once I get hit by a car, <laughs> by someone looking at their ways at. <laughs> but now you hear songs. I've gotten a lot of one star Uber ratings. To me, <sighs> I never give them. I've yeah. I've gotten think them so? by telling them not to holding their ways in their hand, looking oh, at it, and I just say, oh you could you confirm on that shit. I I give them yeah. about two minutes to see if it's just for the beginning of the trip, right? <laughs> and then I hate doing it. Yeah, and I'm always very polite, but they hate it. I had a guy go like. I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional, and I was like, "You're getting paid." You're I was, yeah. Just please, I'm, I'm paying you to drive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're getting paid. I'm paying you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please just drive. follow the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> follow the money. Persuasive. So they actually use the term persuasive. Well, they didn't, but that's the point. Oh. And and I'm not saying way well, I was right and they were wrong. I'm just uh, po- pointing out that I like the trend of like you know. The songs, the ballads, whether it's Adele or John Legend, who who is just piano. That's oh yeah, it. you know I don't necessarily love those songs, but I love that the presentation uh, is is simple, and I think the, the the actually the simplicity of the presentation has been a way of being persuasive. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Um, it implies that the person is speaking 
out of necessity to convey what is to express. It's like all I need is my ukulele. Mm. That's all you need. Well, this guy must have something to say. So they've yeah. learned that trick. Isn't that funny? Uh, <laughs> I like weird music. I just got. I just watched this documentary about this guy named uh, Bhagwan Das. Have you mm, ever heard of no. him? Anyway, he does kirtan. You know, kirtan is like chanting. No. And none of this matters. But the song is so moving. Because, and part of my appreciation of the song is that it's just him and this weird Indian instrument that has two strings that just mm-hmm. sounds like wang, wang. Just basically plays a bass note yeah. that you sing over it. I mean B-A-S-E. <laughs> the, the, the country the saying goes uh, three chords and the truth. This guy's two <laughs> strings and the truth. <laughs> but why – isn't that interesting that I'm yeah. like – I played it for Valerie and I'm we're, you know, getting those good chills, those feelings mm-hmm. that you get when something's really grabbing you. Wow. And part of it was that they didn't bring in the – you know, like right. the cool little drum. That never came. Yeah. And you knew that that was a choice, that it never came. It's not – I'm saying I don't think it's a great song, but there's that Green Day song where you just played the acoustic guitar it's called time of your life yeah yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The time, right that came out and i remember being like he's not gonna let me down any second it's gonna be you know and like yeah. it's gonna pick up didn't he did isn't that fun that like almost like the way that video games now know that players are aware of the programmers yeah and we want to see can you open this door what happens if i do this thing it's, that, it's on our form those choices that's right become become the things that are communicated we're learning that vocabulary we yeah. went we knew some producer probably told you to have the well that was the conversation beneath the ambiguity of it all so what you got out of it was really said a lot about where billy joe's his name right? yeah billy joe had been what may have been recommended to him, what he was fighting against and what he stood for at that moment had more to do with the presentation than it did the song for you. Mm-hmm. And you appreciated that. That's right. It's like, you know, you didn't underestimate me. You know, if, Most people would have thought that I'm so stupid that after one minute and 45 seconds in the song that I am just going to walk off change channel unless you throw the drums and the guitar That's in. right. But he didn't do it. That's right. And also says that he has the confidence to know that the tune is holding up. Yeah. You know, so, right. but but you know, the, all those things are just they're 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 the conversations that go on inside uh, the presentation of music. But uh, beneath all that stuff, there's always something that's being said, mm-hmm. and I think that you know uh, that just straight up honesty in music is always appreciated, but is more rare uh, than it is in comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of Randy Newman, uh, Pixar movies, (laughs) I think are very interesting because they're giving us something that we didn't even know we were aching for. Mm. Again, I'm not going to bring up all the religious stuff that or mystical stuff that I've studied, but if you watch Wally or whatever it is, you're getting these themes of like love surviving death is like one of Mm -hmm. those things that happens in Wally. It's it's literally a resurrection story, but nobody would ever necessarily think that, nor should you. I think it's supposed to be. So my question, I guess, is first of all, a couple things about sitting down to write a song. I'm going to ask you two questions Mm. at once because then you can choose whichever one you like. What is your feelings on being okay to fail, greenlighting the idea that maybe it's going to be stupid? Because if I were to sit down and go like, I'm alone and no one's calling on the phone. That's been done a million times and I'm so sad and I quit. So you have to be able to write those two lines and know you're going to go back, I'm assuming. And then secondly, what are are some of those themes that interest you? That if a song, one of your own or something else is kind of tugging at, Mm -hmm. that's beyond maybe she left me or maybe not. Well, I think that has to come – so the question number two has to come first and has to uh, 
win out over the concerns of number one. Mm. So, I mean, <laughs> if if you're um, generally, I think it's it's easiest if a part of your um, I don't say consciousness, but a part of your uh, uh, awareness. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, an artist is usually someone who didn't really get the memo that certain things weren't okay. So <laughs> there's it's in a, it's 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 like uh, somehow selectively inappropriate communication. That's now, right. and that's why the commute the, the the communication from a from a great comedian is amazing because you're seeing this guy really doesn't know he can't say that. That's right. He really doesn't understand this is not the way we roll because he's always you know should be saying something that people <laughs> didn't even know they were thinking. That's right. Um, now, uh, when, when, when it comes to me, I think that I do have uh, 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 my own combination, which is probably unique, which is I do have a screw loose. And <laughs> I do not understand the risk that I'm taking when I take a risk. Mm. As a result, they're, they're fairly subtle but very real risks that I can see later on. I go, wow. That's not yeah all right that was that was I should have been afraid of failure but truth is it wasn't so much my courage it was my ignorance mm. that made it work because <laughs> you know a, a musician so funny. needs people to listen mm-hmm. and they need people but you to kind love of it. your loose screw helped you I delusional that. I didn't know yeah, like delusional. like like I do it every single time like like you know the things that you're saying about uh, uh, the record so there that I just did. Well, it's it's you know it's a it's a, a six piece ensemble. Uh, it was no bass. It's actually kind of it's pretty much a recipe for failure in in a, in a pop record. It, it goes against. It. There's nothing um, revolutionary about it. Mm. I wasn't intended to be. It's just I was following my interest. I liked these guys. They didn't have this instrument in their band, and I was happy to work around that. Mm. And I enjoyed the process, and I got some sounds out that I wanted to hear. And when it moved me, I mm. I pressed pl- play, record, and we did it. We mm. were done. But when I look back on it, even a year later after making the record, I can see, oh, wow, I can see how that might look a little courageous because I did spend a lot of somebody's money. And I did take my career out and say, no, I'm putting it all at this moment behind this thing. That appears courageous, but actually I'm just an idiot. Until a year later, I don't understand it. Now, I think there are some people who do things uh, besides, you know, despite, you know, they know. But like even like the Nina Simone documentary, which if you haven't seen I did see it. Oh, Loved it. Valerie painted Nina Simone. She has this little oh, painting because she was so inspired by well, it. Well, it's so inspiring. It's like because there you see someone who didn't – you know, she, she didn't know how inappropriate That's right. she was. But then it hit a point and she was – with the point that she was aware, then she had to become brave. It's like, no, I'm going to go ahead and sing Goddamn. You right, know? right, right, like, right. That's – I, I – but still, there's so much of it that she wasn't understanding. Like well, one thing <clears> would <throat> be like the the guttural part of her voice that does not attract a mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? For a female's right. not supposed to sing. You're supposed to sound like, like you're a, having an orgasm. You're supposed <laughs> to sing a little bit like you know, like like a woman. Like yeah. she d- does, but like, not even like well, let's scratch that. You're supposed to almost want common uh, uh, conventional wisdom is is sort of like you know, sing like a little girl. That's know? it. But but she's singing like then then more she's of, more singing of like woman. a woman and, and and it's very primal and it's very emotional, 
but it's uncomfortable to people for, for someone to come and sing. They're not all pretty sounds. She's a great singer, but those aren't pretty sounds. So that's the memo she wasn't getting. That's right. She didn't understand she's not supposed to do that, and she's expressing herself, and that's a very attractive thing to surmount that fear to us, but then we don't know. There's no fear there for her. She didn't That's understand right. that that was inappropriate. I had a friend, one of my best friends used to stand up on, on chairs and tables and start yelling and wiggling around like, like you couldn't even say That's it was right. autism or anything. It's That's just right. like this person did never understand that. But don't – to me – okay, so many things. One, that to me feels like a type of liberation. Yeah. Talk about going back to the kind of the, – the group conspiracy that yeah. we're all in. The artist or, or just the uh, exciting person or the, the liberated person yeah. is the person that goes – there, there is no test. Whenever I, I have the high school dream, I'm yeah. back in high school. Yeah. The the feeling that I equate with liberation is when you realize either in the dream or when you woke up that you're not in high school anymore and you don't need to take right. the test. Right. So these people, right. Nina Simone, are going. You all think there's a test. Right. But I didn't forget Don Draper. Great quote. I know it's a character, so it's probably mm. Matt Weiner who wrote this. Awesome. But he goes. Uh, you're born alone and you die alone, and the world throws all these rules on you to make you forget that fact. But I never forget. That's mm. what he says. So these are these are these little awakenings. Yeah. His is very kind of existential and dark. Yeah. But then there's also just people that go like, there is no reason to not be here. There is no reason to not pursue your truth. Mm. You're all afraid of losing a game that you're guaranteed to lose anyway. That's so right. So why not stand up and dance in the lunch hall? Yeah. No, precisely because <laughs> you'd like to get you laid I guess should yeah well yeah <laughs> high school musical though they had the guts to dance in the, in the, in the cafeteria that's the secret to the success that's what it was well but that's a Broadway show actually that that's that's I never thought about that so much before because there's, you know, I've always had this issue with people breaking out into songs and in a musical. I don't have an issue with it. Sometimes I don't mind it. Sometimes I love it. And then other times, like, oh, why do you start singing? That's it's right. uncomfortable. That's right. There, there is a type of liberation happening there. When it works for me. But why does liberated. my dad, my working class, and I mean that with great respect, he's very successful, but he's a working yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is a Irish man and he's a Bostonian. And he, you know, he'll cry at music and stuff. Mm. And why is he so delighted? When you see, you know, he hasn't seen Blue Man Group, but I'm just saying something like that, something where the chains are off yeah. and people are literally hurling other people and, and doing backflips. If we can tap into what that, what that is demonstrating to us, mm -hmm. that idea that it's okay to break into song. Again, if we can put the heart in the driving seat instead of the head, the head goes, well, that's silly. I used to be one of those people. That's yeah. silly. People don't sing in real life. Yeah. Why is he singing about hanging up his coat? Exactly. Or you can go, what, what am I supposed to receive? What's the transmission? Well, you never want – and we all do it. But you never want to be a part of creative bullying or, or, or expressive bullying where, where someone is – you know, you know I, I mean I, I don't even – you know, at my – I go I grew up in the south. So uh, – and I, I grew up in very working class south. You're from – North Carolina. See, I always find that confusing. It has North in the title. It's got North in the title. It yeah. should be South Carolina and more Southern Carolina. And more Southern, <laughs> South and more South. It kind of is. Although interestingly, North Carolina is infused because of this area called the uh, Research Triangle Park. It's infused with a lot of um, uh, a lot of people from up north. Is that right? So there is that. Uh, North Carolina is uh, un unusual that there, way. Right? Asheville's there, yeah. And in Chapel Hill, which is where my band started. I mean, this is just, oh. uh, you know, it's pretty, this is a liberal, liberal arts yeah, sure. place. It looks very much like, you know, someplace in Connecticut or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were saying, uh, I'm sorry. Well, I, it's I just, you know, you. like, 
having grown up in a, uh, uh, you know, I don't even I don't like to use any of the labels at all. I have so, I have I have so much respect for so many of the people who's some of the things that they said I have no respect for. But uh, you know, they were my grown ups, uh, the, the people that you know to some extent I would look look up to, mm. who were pretty damn you know, like racist and homophobic, all those things, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, so so there's there's all these words used, like even <coughs> even the f word, even fag. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I didn't really know what that was. I just know I didn't want to be one. You know, mm-hmm. so it's used all the time. So it's mm-hmm. like if you sing, you're a fag. Right. It was a lot of that. Just so, because I like to dance doesn't mean I'm a poof. Yeah. <laughs> Billy <laughs> Elliot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's keeping that. That's that's. That's that's like all all this all these levels of of like ill-defined sort of or non-defined just assumptions. Like, well, I wouldn't want to be that. All I knew is I didn't. I wanted to be accepted. So someone said, you know, you're a fag for singing. It's like, well, uh, that this I I should not express myself. Mm. That's what you're telling me is I shouldn't express myself, and that's really horrible thing to do to somebody. But then you find yourself doing it to other people. Like like I might make fun of uh, uh, of a musical, and I'm. Like even someone not associated with that musical and who identifies with it, it's like you're saying I can't express myself. That's right. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So it's uh, it's 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 a tough thing to uh, uh, it's a it's it, you know and how limp do you get? Like it's at, at what point do you not just go? I saw this movie and I wanted to kill myself and everyone that was in the movie because you're allowed to say that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're allowed to say that 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 you really hated something. It's just it's it's a tough thing because what I never w- want to do and be a part of anymore is discouraging someone from being expressive. Right, but we're 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 clinging and and we're desperately searching for cheap ways to reinforce our identity, I think. So totally. <laughs> che- good cheap identification. Something fast like a hit. Like yeah. something as quick as uh, lighting a cigarette that we Throw can that just bitch go. under the bus. That's right. Yeah. So I understand it. Like I, you know, I went to a weird Christian college, and everybody loved Disney. And I was mm-hmm. just like, "What the fuck is wrong with you people? We should right. be, we should be sixty nineing right now." Right. <laughs> but everybody's watching Aladdin. I'm like, That's "You're twenty one. Yeah. We should all be sixty nine right now." <laughs> I just, I remember, and then I, I was so craving because of this sort of overly sheltered upbringing that I elected for. And my parents didn't force me to go to this. I liked that. Uh, then I started craving. Um, the dark, the the darkness, and, and I mean that in a good way. I don't mean the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. real dark. I mean like like Bukowski or something would be yeah, interesting yeah. to me. Pain is still very interesting to me. Yeah. Why the, why do I love the National? My favorite band. Why do I love Nirvana? The, there's I can feel it's vibrating with me. Like yeah. I'm like I hurt too. Like so I like that. Yeah. Whereas Aladdin to me is like we don't hurt, we don't hurt, we don't hurt. There's no right. pain. There's no pain. There's no pain. There's no pain. So I would make fun of them and and praise myself and. Really, just like everything, that had everything to do with me defending what I think is my identity. Well, also, it's so manic. If, if, if someone's happy, 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 bright, bright, bright all the time, right. what that suggests to me, and I'm maybe different than most people, what it suggests to me is some really deep well of depression. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
That's what I get out of it. It's so it's that yeah. to me is pretty dark. Yeah. I think you know that's actually real dark. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's real really, dark. <laughs> that's really dark. And I think something like Nirvana is more moderate. Yeah, you know, it's like well, that's a fun beat. Okay, yeah. that's good. So there's some fun. You got some fun in there. That's a pretty dark lyric, but that's a pretty funny lyric. So yeah. that's good. So it's yeah. to me, it's not that radically dark at right, all. Right. It's like to me, it doesn't connotate dark for someone to say. I agree. To play a minor chord and say I'm sad. Is, is is not dark. I completely agree. That's what we're talking it's about. It's a flat line, but it's not dark. The real dark versus what we perceive as dark. Real yeah. dark, I think, is deny. I, we say on this podcast all the time, keep all the windows open. Yeah. And you're a very transparent person. Mm. And so was uh, Kurt Cobain. And, and so I forget what our other examples were. But this idea of true darkness being... Like a, almost like a Hitchcock film yes. or a Tim Burton movie. I bring out some sort of. I was thinking am- David Lynch, even. Yeah, yeah. David Lynch. Uh, some sort of ambrosia cake. Yeah. And on the inside, I, I'm 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 being d- devoured by my <laughs> fake reality. Well, that's why. That's I mean that's how clowns got so scary. That's how. <laughs> that's right. You know. That's right. It does. Yeah. It does come around. If if you take a purist attitude like that, you are. It, it, it is. It is going to get really dark. Yeah, and that Disney stuff you're talking about. That's 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 probably what you were getting out of. Right. I mean, and I think that what you're gravitating to is not particularly that dark. What does it uh, feel like for you to be so transparent? Do you have flashes of what am I doing? I mean, I don't know you. Mm. This is our first time hanging out. But I can – Valerie, I talk to Valerie. It's like talking to one of your friends. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. She knows about your divorces. She knows about um, – everybody knows uh, the Brick song is about an abortion, right? Yeah. I, I, forgive me. I, I'm I, not I just sure don't – that's true. No, it is. But I, I, I don't think that uh, – uh, uh, again, I, I'm smart enough to be aware that I have a screw loose. So I <laughs> – I, to me, I don't feel like a particular tra- uh, uh, transparent person. I feel very uh, uh, pro- pro- uh, protect. Uh, I, f- I feel like a very uh, like preservation. Pres- preservation. I, I don't feel like I say that much. I feel like I. I but that's protect myself. So you know that all not, this other that, stuff has slipped out yeah. is kind of you know oh that happened on my watch. I guess Isn't I don't great? remember letting that out. I mean, I remember thinking with Brick that. After the record, I believe was it's mastered. called the Brick Song. The Brick Song. That's right. <laughs> After that Brick Song, that's what I caught. So that's what you should call it. That, <laughs> no, I do that with myself too. I, 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 I that's a good way for me to. It's a good waltz thing to do. Like it distances you from from people a little bit. For me to call my song the Brick Song takes yes. me out of it even more. It's that's like, right. but that's the way it feels to me actually. Like the mm. the process of that was written very quickly. And it was written. I at remember the very hearing the lore of, the of that story that the album was done, and you. Kind it was of done it then, after it was out, or even when it was being mixed. I thought, "Oh shit, what have I done? Like mm. we don't do that. Like mm. that's actually something people don't do." Mm. Okay, think real quick. When was the last like teenage abortion song? Last there wasn't one, <laughs> you know. And so then I got scared, you know. And, and I refused to talk about it. So I didn't talk about the song in press. Yeah. I never yeah. mentioned it. I, I had this moment. I was on, on stage uh, in New York, and I started the song, and I realized that the song had become so recognizable that it would, uh, the, the Coliseum thing had happened where, where people were basically – the reaction was, oh, we all know it. And then they were inoculated to what the song was about and that I only looked at it as something in the set list to 
bring it up or bring it down or do what I, I, I no longer connected with it. No mm. one in the audience was connecting with it. Mm. So I stopped. We were making a live recording, which made it kind of funny because like I played the intro and I just stopped and people laughed. And then, <laughs> and then I said, you know what? I, I've never mentioned what the song is about. I don't want to tell you what it's about. And then I started the song again. Needn't have been played anymore after that. It was perfect. Really? Perfect. Wait, so you told them what the song was? I told them, and it's on a record called uh, Ben Folds Live. And it's mm. just me at the piano. And it's one of my favorites because it's just piano and it's all in the moment. Isn't that funny? And, and you know, we, we had to make a decision. Like, well, you know, um, there's a, a minute, a 45-second intro, and then I stop. Mm. And then I talk about it. Do we really need a song that was five and a half minutes to be seven minutes now? Mm. With the, the with it, and we decided to leave it. As soon as the I, I was going to say, I just leave it. That's the time that you leave those things. Right. You know. Then you have the then you know, the, the, the when they make the CD, they're like, okay, but where's the ID point? <clears throat> do you start? Do, do you want everyone to have to listen to your story every time, or do you want to start it where the song? So we decided to start it where the song actually started. But if you listen to the whole album through. You would hear that at the end of another. Is the song. story its own track, or is it the end of the track before? They I had think. this way of programming it where if you listened to the track before on its own, you didn't hear it. If you listen to the uh, to, to to brick itself, obviously it starts in the middle of the track. But if you start the album from the beginning, you'll hear it. Get out! Yeah, that's magic. That's algorithms. Isn't it funny though? I've been recently somewhat fascinated with the idea of an invocation, not in a spiritual sense, but like you stopped, you were doing something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't connecting. What are we talking? Like, I do right. this all the time. I'll be on stage. I'll be in the middle of a joke, and they can tell I'm reciting it. Right. Which is left brain. This is Louis C.K.'s mm-hmm. thing. It's left brain reciting. Or maybe it's right brain, right brain recites. Left brain communicates. Okay. So I can just tell that I'm saying the words. Right. They've heard the bit before. Right. And sometimes, you know, I, I'm, I'm just joking around, obviously. So I'll say something like, I know you've heard it before, or mm-hmm. I'll start over. Something to just, you know, like Fonzie hitting the jukebox to get everything yeah. just a little bit to prove that I'm not a hologram. Yeah. You understand? And you're totally. proving that you're not a minstrel. Yeah. I know you're a minstrel, you're but you're reminding not- <laughs> yourself. You're reminding the audience. You're reminding yourself. Yeah. I think it's just so strange that we can ask for these things. And I don't mean from a higher power. Yeah. I'm talking about from inside. Yeah. We can ask. We can go back in and request things like fascination, presence, yeah. beauty. I really think you're well, asking as, uh, on a, a certain level. You're asking yourself again as a man of neurology, which you've professed to be. Um, <laughs> if if you were on a scanner, I don't know if I can follow up with that. <laughs> I do like hearing about it. Yeah, <laughs> I think you said you're a neurology guy. No, I think you said oh. you're an expert in all things neurology. That's just, what I said. Just go to your website. <laughs> that's what I said. Questions. Yeah, yeah. It's a dot edu. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah, the highest of all. <laughs> Of all dots. Can you just buy an, a dot edu? Boy, that's brilliant. That's that's what we should be doing. You know, I heard <laughs> something about that recently. About Actually, it was about two years ago. There, That was a strategy for a while. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so back to yours. Neurology. Uh, uh, um, I'm a neurologist, bitch, dot edu. <laughs> uh, the, There's a comma in there, though. Oh, it's I'm a neurologist, comma, bitch. I, can you I, put a comma in your This in your, is the first URL? one. This is, this, the first, this is the first URL that has a comma. Because I didn't want people to think I was saying I'm a neurologist, bitch. I'm saying I'm a neurologist. Check this bitch. out, though. Maybe they just need to make it so there's no more dot. It is comma. So it's comma con. Comma com. Comma com. He was one of that comma com 
It would be www.comacon.com. Semicolon. Semicolon. I think we've done something. Yeah. I don't want a new like dot co or whatever it is. No, I want semicolon. The dot comers were the last generation. We're the semicolon com. <laughs> it's not even easy to it's say. Not it's hard it's terrible. To say. It's, it's going down in flames. <laughs> So you're a neurologist, man. We just, uh, yeah, we didn't grass. <laughs> we didn't grass at all. We only die. Rest. Where were we? Okay, so were saying, neurology. Okay, okay, yeah. back, back to that. Talking about asking for right. wonder. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's becoming, you know, somewhat proven or studied or noticed uh, when they put uh, people in a brain scanner mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to see what lights up. Mm-hmm. But put them in the scanner and it's very difficult business. Uh, but when you're improvising, a very specific part of your brain is lighting up. It's in the frontal lobe. And it's, it's very specific. It's very small. And it, it is noted that this part of the brain also tends to turn off when people are aware of themselves, if they're talking about themselves, if they're reflecting or having any kind of intellectual self-awareness moment, mm. that does not light up. Uh, now, if if you are speaking from that place, which is uh, also the, that place that lights up, that has been shown to be the improvisation part, that is exactly when you're generating original conversation. Mm. Same exact thing. So it's just, it goes back to uh, Bernstein and the a musical sentence. When you're improvising, you are strictly communicating in the same way as you do when you communicate anything else. Now, when you're reciting the song, someone if someone if if they'll have someone <laughs> improvise rap, for instance, mm-hmm. a freestyle, then they'll give that freestyle to another guy, and he'll read it. He said the same thing, went through the same motions, did it the same way, mm-hmm. different part of the brain, as you would imagine, lights up. Mm-hmm. So you're on stage, and you're coming from that part of the brain. People know it. Yeah. Now, what I—I I mean, I'm interested in. I—I—I I, I told some researchers who do this that I would be interested and in, okay with uh, going into uh, uh, the brain scanner thing uh, at a show. Really? Be fine with that. But then, see, here's the problem: is that like they—they. Uh, uh, they, Want we were trying to figure out a way, and this is like I say, we. It's interesting because these are scientists. They've done it many times. They know about the baselines, and they know how to make it, you know, a <laughs> control logical experiment. And that's what they know even more than all the facts. So the facts are are out there, less, but they know how to test. That's what they're really good at. So for me, I'm like, ah, put me in a brain scanner, see what happens. They're like, well, but you got some problems. You got feedback from the audience. You, if you see the audience, then we have to be. We have to do this out of the audience, and we have to do it with the, with the audience. Mm. Furthermore, if it's really a conversation, we need to put brain scanners on everybody. Then they needed to be separated <laughs> from everybody else, and yeah. then they need to be done with everybody else. It needs to else. be clean. You have so many baselines that you have to right. try, and I'm like, well, I mean, I think my audience might be up for it. So the, the, the other kicker was that they Wait, want, you're going to do it with the – you're going to put them on the audience? We're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would have to be a small – It's funny because I'm picturing a CAT scan or a CT. They look like that. Yeah. I mean, the, well, there's one that, that's more – I can't remember the names of them. There's one that's a little cheaper, a little more simple that you can put on your head like you're like you're drying your hair, like those – Oh, yeah, 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 like yeah. It looks mm-hmm. a little bit like that. Then there's the other thing that's more of the uh, 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 what's the the MRI kind of thing where you – Lie down. You, you lie down and they – you know they they've uh, – <laughs> Yeah, that sound. Obviously, you're, it's going to be very difficult to make Do music that. In, in that. But that's where they are right now. But it's interesting stuff. Like they, they, uh, this, this. I mean, this is like 
a guy who's been John Hopkins for years and is now in, in, uh, in San Francisco. And I only don't m- mention him because one of the suggestions was uh, for me to take the equivalent of LSD and check me mm. that way, which is the reason – it was very a very good reason, which is, had to do with disconnecting what – what what needs to be disconnected? And it's back to the artist not getting the memo. Memo. Mm. What part of the brain needs to be disconnected for improvisation to happen and mm. to happen well? Problem is, is what's good at improvisation and what's not. What's what's good and what's not. Yeah. When's he improvising that it's good? So the the, the 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 way to find that out is to see when it communicates. If it's supposed to communicate, then the audience should be lighting up in another part of their brain. It's mm. so it's so. I need to shut up. No, no, I, no. I'm shutting up now. As opposed to like banging on the piano like Rol- Rolf. Rolf? Rolf? Mupp- Muppet? Muppet Show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, Rolf? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's got puppet fingers and he's just banging on the that's, keys? That's what I do, though. That's that. No, that would totally. be considered. No, <laughs> uh, don't make me insult you. <laughs> it was the first three high fives, and the first time I ever was slapped on the wrist in a podcast. No, no, I don't want. No, <laughs> I don't want to. Say, I'm saying Rolf is banging. Right. And then there's good, quote unquote, we're going to call this good improv, which right. would move and stir us and delight us in some way. Right. That would have a like jazz has a pleasant. Sound to it, yeah. Like later, Coltrane. Maybe some people would be like, "That sounds like Rolf." To some me. people, and some people not. Yeah. Which you know. Well, then look. What you've got to do is you've got to you've got to establish what an improviser's uh, vocabulary actually is, and what his job is. Yeah. <laughs> if it is to delight us, or if it's to make us go, well, huh. it's right. Exactly. <laughs> it's moving people because he's communicating something. Right. He's established now a world of vocabulary. The audience are made up of people who are from that planet. They understand those shapes and that vocabulary. When he's not effective with them, he's probably not effective. Mm. You know, but 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 you'd have to uh, really establish what all those things were. But if you studied Coltrane moving up to exactly. a lot supreme, you'd probably be like, right on, right? Exactly. But if you jump in at the end, right. then you're really put in a difficult position of – Looking at that tree with no judgment at all, right? And 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 you know, Colk trains a pretty complex tree, yeah. To, you know, to like you need to know why he got there. And then again, there may be a brilliant genius who could listen to the later stuff and tell you why he got there. It's like, oh, I know that, right? I can see what is well. That's where you get your I, I, Mozart's. Those guys that I, I'm only referencing Amadeus. Yeah, I, I saw the play and of course the movie, which is brilliant. Those guys that just come in and go like, oh, I saw you did. Mm-hmm. And then they just do it, and you're just like, "Oh, this is a fucking weird, weird occurrence." It is weird. That's that's a weird gear. Yeah. How does it feel like to be you when you listen to music? I, I'll preface that with this: I listen to a lot of music. I think there's people that do this, and I don't think it's special. And then there's people that aren't bothered by this. I hear music, and I'll often go, "That sounds exactly like this," and you'll mm. sing another right. song to it, and of course. I mean, you know, you know way better than me. A lot of songs are the same types of chords, well, and yeah. there's only those so many are the vehicles. I mean, that's the car that the thing arrived in. It's like, <laughs> well, what's the passenger? Uh, you know, because like like the Louis Louis chords, well, everyone's done that yeah. over and over and over again. So no one's like, oh, you got Louis Louis, right? It's like we've established that that was now a chunk that you're allowed, or blues. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You know, well, the blues isn't that funny? Talk about the comedian having the license to be a truth teller, quote unquote. The blues were like, well, we have the license to play E A B minor or whatever yeah. it is, and that's all we're going to play, mm-hmm. and that's fu- and that's fine. And then we all relax. We know the vocabulary and we go, it's fine. It's the blues. Well, they just showed up in <laughs> they just showed up in a uniform, and and, ah! and that's the then the, 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 they showed up in a in a you know. 
in a government issue car. Yeah. And you know what that is. So we can get that we can get the form out of the way now. Who's the passenger? Yeah. One guy woke up this morning and his baby left him. The other guy woke up this morning and he was addicted to alcohol. Right. So the, so these are different. These are different messages, and you can't say, "Oh, I know that song. I right, already heard that song." Right. Yeah, he woke up this morning. Give him a chance. Right, right, right. He has to wake up this morning first, and then he's going to tell you the rest of it. There was that Tom Petty song that I really liked. Uh, it was on. He's a genius at that. Highway Companion, isn't that one of uh, his own? I, I don't know. Yeah, he had one that was literally. And I was like, what? You, you just did that. You yeah. did that. Yeah. yeah, and then he, it's an amazing song. Yeah. It's a great song. It's called Amazing Grace, Saving Grace, something I'll, I'll, I'll find it. It's I think that's great. I mean, he's, but that's what we're talking about. He's amazing that. And, 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 and you know, how does it feel to have someone uh, sort of uh, think that they know Saving who Grace. the passenger is because – because I showed up in a car that they'd seen before. Well, yeah, that pisses me off because like I can't help stereotyping. it. I can't help it. Like like there was recently there was a song. It's musical profiling. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. It's well, you know, people liked you know the one good way to marginalize something is just to generalize to begin with, and then 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 just marginalize it. And and mm. it's it, no one wants to be you know. <coughs> A, a box like that, but I do myself too. I'll say, "Oh, that sounds like this," or "That sounds like that." That's the way we store these ideas. Now, what I have a problem with is like there was a cat. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I mean, I am actually sure he's a nice guy. I saw the rest of his Twitter feed because <laughs> he had pissed me off, and <laughs> he was a nice guy. It's like, okay, well, the guy looks like you know, more or less, just kind of you know, nice, uptight white boy from from uh, from London. You know? mm-hmm. um, but he had. Uh, he had said that my song sounded exactly like this other song and said, oh, you know, I'm sure it was a coincidence, but I'm just saying, look what look what this is. And I'd never heard that song before. And I thought, am I going to listen to it or not? I thought, you know what? I'll hear the song. And I listened to the song. It's like, oh. Then I noticed, oh, well, that song was written after my song anyway. Like, mm. I wrote it on stage. Right. I wrote my song on stage and it was recorded. It's on YouTube from five years earlier. Mm. So just for the hell of it, I... Tweeted that to the guy. It's like I, I know you think I copied the song, but I, actually it's very common chord progression, and we're both allowed to use a chord progression. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's not not a big deal. Yeah, it's, like, it's what you're saying. And the guy's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, sorry about that." But the guy was like, he's a comedian who had a lot of followers. Oops. So suddenly there's like, you know, there's there it was like 200, 300 people had liked that, mm. uh, and 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 had been and, and had all been responding on, yes, he's. He's copied this guy. He's copied this guy. Isn't that funny? I never heard of that guy before. But you know what I will say? The chord progression in that guy's song and and on my song were so unbelievably bland and original. It was the worst part of the song. Yeah. It was the weakest thing going in his song was that chord progression sucks. Right. It sucked in his song and it sucked in my song. But he had something to say. I thought vaguely got it. You know? Like that's good. And mine was completely different. Mm -hmm. Completely different thing. So at what point – do you, you know like uh, the, and actually the chord progression should just be called you know like the modern emo blues progression it's mm. it's now been done everybody's song it's a uniform now it's just a uniform mm. and and I probably you know maybe I shouldn't I use it all the time just, I, I you know it was like a big boy band chord progression is that and right everyone uses it yeah I'll tell you what it is in case you give a shit it's it's a it's a it's a <laughs> one chord me <laughs> no, no, no. yes I'm angry. <laughs> No, I was just thinking, like, maybe I should just advertise this so that we just get no, it out of the please, way. I do give a shit. <laughs> you know what? I was, you know what? It's funny. I was, for one to- one little second, it's interesting to notice that I was actually not even talking to you. 
I was talking to what I perceived would be a few musicians who yeah, were wondering audience. what it was. Yeah, so yeah. if you were one of those people that give a shit, Please. let me tell you. It's a one chord, five chord, minor six, four. Yeah. Dum, 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 dum. Dumb. That's all it is. And, and, well, actually, I just got it wrong. But yeah, that's 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 all it is. And it's 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 in all these songs. And it's funny to me that that this this guy decided to, well, to start a viral. It's interesting. Of- I think there's something going on right now, and it's and it's masking itself as theft accusations. And it mm. happens in comedy, and it happens in uh, music. Uh, obviously, um, I think the audience is going even deeper into their understanding of the process right. of. So-called artists. I think everybody is an artist in their own way, but I'm talking about professional artists. Uh, People love to go like, hey, this joke is very similar to this joke. Right. And then we're all sitting back going, firstly, when we write a joke, especially for a TV show, uh, we don't uh, call every single person we know and ask them if they've ever heard anything that's like that. Secondly, there are going to be a lot of similar jokes. I was just talking to – it's a name drop, but I was talking with Judd Apatow. We were talking about Amy getting all these accusations, and I was like, "If you, if Judd and I watch an episode of Friends, and you paused at every setup, he and I, and maybe get a couple other comedians in there, we could, with a, I'm pretty certain, with a good probability of, of accuracy, tell you at least the ballpark of the punchline. You know what I mean? Right. If, if we know the characters and we know the world, jokes have." Like you're saying, a syntax. Yeah. They have rules that they either follow or violate. So it's this idea that you're saying these chord progressions are just the vehicle and people go like, well, this joke's very similar to this joke. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're playing these types of songs. So like it's not as personal as people sometimes make it sound. Well, and I think what they've done is uh, ultimately it's like we can be offended by that. But really uh, you lose out uh, if you're just staring at the car. I mean, you know, they're, they're losing out for not uh, for not uh, looking at the middle of it because yeah. it's it, it, it can't be as enjoyable. Even though I think it's interesting, you know, like and I, you know, I'm a hack at so many things, <laughs> and I like to imagine you know, like a, a basketball. I wouldn't think so. I love going to basketball game, like Clippers and L, uh, and and uh, and Lakers games. I go to them all the time. I mm. love them. They're, they're moving to me, and I think that I know what's going on, mm. but I don't know anything about. Going on, I get the most out of it when I look at the intention or the personality in a player. I, I enjoy it the least when I start to try to dis- decide, you know, what was goaltending or what was. I can't believe you're saying this because last night Val and I uh, went and saw Improvised Shakespeare Company, which I can't recommend enough. Uh, if, if you're ever in LA, I believe they're going to be at Largo March seventh and eighth. Sounds 8th. amazing. It is amazing. I, I hate sounding this way. But if you'll allow me to sound this way, I yeah. am a comedian, so it's hard to get. I love laughing. I'm an easy laugh. But it's hard to get me to roll laugh mm. for a good hour and a half. Right. And that's what I do every time I see these guys. Wow, that's great. Unbelievable. But here's what's going on. Val and I were – Val hadn't seen it before. And she was doing what I was doing too, which is at the beginning, people are speaking in rhyme. There's a prologue that literally rhymes just like the beginning of Romeo and Juliet or anything yeah. uh, well-known of Shakespeare's like that. And then the rest of the time, they're speaking in something that sounds very much like iambic pentameter, but they occasionally rhyme. They mm. use all the language. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> but there's two things going on. One is a deep appreciation for the form, right? Yeah. You're going oh, – and you can spend the whole show going, holy shit, how are they doing this? Yeah. And that's one way to enjoy it. Right. The other way to enjoy it, which is what I was trying to do, was let's just give it, make it a given 
They're geniuses. Right. And they're amazing at that. I'm going to stop uh, chasing the rhyme structure. Yeah. Oh, he didn't rhyme that time. Right. And I'm going to just – it's like looking at the tree and not thinking about it. I'm going to yield to the show. I'm going to stop being Pete and I'm going to merge with the audience. Then the audience is going to merge with the performers. And then everybody will disappear into the thing we call a show. Yeah. And then what's happening, I'm laughing and I'm crying instead of going – instead of letting my brain in the motherfucker driving seat that's going, right. good job. That right. was accurate. Yeah. He remembered that piece of the plot. You can keep a little of that awareness on in the background. Yeah. But analyzing it isn't the best way to get fucked by it. Well, and you were taking I mean it, in the good way. You were making the effort to do that. But on the other side, th- this company Troop must have also been making the effort to cut through that. That's right. You know, like it has to happen that way or You'll come around to the same conclusions that they are, which is we're just going to get it right. I was playing. That's a, right. I was playing a. Uh, a I mean, I, I, one of the part of the album we've mentioned is uh, a piano concerto for piano and orchestra, and uh, and it's re- it's very difficult for me to play. I think it would be difficult for a lot of good uh, piano players to play, and it has to be accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have to be as accurate as I thought it did. Mm-hmm. But now that I've gotten off the accuracy kick so much, it's actually sounding kind of like a moving piece mm, to me mm. at, the, at, at the moment. You're getting but, out but, of your own way. But again. I can't really put all of the all of the responsibility on, on, on the people in the audience to stop judging uh, whether or not it's accurate. Because a classical audience will do that. Because a lot more in a rock audience will be like, mm. oh, this is a mistake. You right. know, like, like you <laughs> feel that more out of an audience. They're look, you know, if you, that's ch- they're challenged to do that. They, they mm-hmm. think that they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. But it's not, just, it's not just them. It's the, the person who's sending the signal out, who's playing it. That's right. Has to be coming from that place. That's right. I think a very, very powerful thing to do, like what you did when you were playing the Brick song and stopped. Yeah. The comedian... It's, it, it's not good advice when you're starting necessarily, yeah, right. but it's good advice when you're about right, 10 years yeah, in yeah, yeah. is to go out and do something that you know won't work, mm. to establish some sort of immediacy and presence and authority. And like you, what you're saying, and I mean authority in a pleasant way, yeah. not in a you'll come with me, damn it, yeah. but in a I, we're, I'm going to play this piece. Yeah. And maybe, Maybe when we all flow in it together, right? It's going to happen. God, and you learn so much about the rest of your life that way because it's like I, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with my piano playing in general. I don't, I mean, I'm not the greatest piano player in the world, but I don't have hey ben, really any issues to it. You're very good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, I have my weak spots and my strong spots, but I don't care. I don't like your uh, first third of the key. I don't know any terms. I tried to make up a fake criticism. Your minor work could be better. <laughs> well, you know, we'd mentioned Randy Newman. <laughs> I don't know anything. Yeah. We'd mentioned Randy Newman, and then and then you had a, a, a you got to apologize for your name dropping moment. So yeah. I'll, I'll say that Randy Newman's compliment to me was, "I have a great left hand." That's I believe that to be a great piano compliment, y- right? Yeah, which which almost sounded <laughs> it almost sounded like a double entendre, yeah. to me, which was funny. <laughs> that's that's what he said. Which I thought I I like that. Like that's good. I guess he's right. I do have a pretty good left hand. That's got to be the hard hand. Now, now now the podcast should just be called a guy who knows a little bit about a piano just talking to a great guy at the piano going, this has got to be the hard hand. Huh? It's the hard hand. <laughs> Are it, you right-handed when you write? Oh, God. Well, I was left-handed when I started. and, and uh, Oh, they beat it out of you? Was, uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was nice. I mean, it was just uh, – we started writing cursive. I went to school. We all sat on the floor. Uh, uh, we sat on the floor until sixth grade. Me too. There were, there were no tests, right? So I went was, to a Quaker school. 
Okay. Well, this is kind of similar. It's called an experimental school, uh-huh. uh, and, and it was public, so it was it was uh, you know it was bust. It was pretty well uh, as diverse as it gets, and uh, we all sat on the floor. Mm. No, uh, and there were like hundred people in the class. No way. Each class had like nine to hundred people in the class, and, big and, floor. and it was a really big floor. <laughs> it stretched. You know, it was like three rooms that had these like dividers <coughs> that were like almost curtains, and they just opened all three of the rooms up, and everyone sat across the floor. You did your work individually in a in a, a dry erase book, and they would come around. The teacher would come over your shoulder every once in a while, and give you a grade to help you out with it personally. And then when when he gave you a check, you put that back and got your new folder. No way. It was experimental school, and there was a lot of people from that school that ended up doing pretty well. So I think it might have worked out. I think it was. Does good. it still happen? No. Experiment was, over. Experiment. They changed it from experimental school back to elementary school while I was still there. Really? They used to say more experimental school out front. I wonder if that Bono, my mm. good friend, talks yeah. about one of the keys to an artist being an overloving mother that's taken from you. Mm. The other is a withholding father. I haven't ring the bell, Katie. I haven't brought up that point in a while. I always bring up that point, mm. but I wonder if there's something you had an overloving school that was taken from you in the middle of it. Oh yeah, You're like no more dry erase books with checks. <laughs> so you learned what like true acceptance was, and now you're still yearning for it. I want yeah, but I learned what halitosis was because uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there was one teacher who would like lean over oh, and no. show you, the, and it's like I would dread this guy. Oh. I think it's when you come online as a kid is is. Is when you when, identify bad when breath. When you identify bad breath. <laughs> so babies don't care about that. Like, you know, yeah. you just blow your nasty old breath in a baby's face and they're happy. But it, right. one day they go, ugh. Yes. And then suddenly they know. It's that's like, that's funny. that's when you're a person. That's, that's funny. At that point, you should be able to vote and drink and <laughs> go fight. <laughs> <laughs> they test it. They test it. So I, I derailed you. What were we uh, saying? Can we find it? No, I don't think so. I think well, we, you were talking about being a good piano player and. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand. So. So you know, my, my my concern is not with impressing someone with my piano playing. It's bad. Right. I mean, a lot of times I play really, really badly. There, well, there was a moment um, where we uh, uh, everyone heard at a live show in the band. I got a great band right now, Y Music from from New York, and I'm just like this. I, I, we're going to do a whole more year of touring, and they're the best musicians I've ever heard, mm. much less play with. And um, we all heard a solo track of. About 30 seconds of one of the tunes from the night before from just the piano. And it was so wildly inaccurate mm. and messed up and mm. s- and so excited sounding and wrong. Mm. Absolute abandon, wrong. And they're all like, if I played like that, I'd be fired. Like, mm. like dude, that was horrible. Like, they, they were laughing and having that's a good time. It, it was the first time I've ever been embarrassed by my playing. I was like, wow, that's really bad. But when you put it all in the mix... It, it was worked. driving the track. Yeah, uh, the whole thing was sounding great because of what I was doing. So I don't mind, but like you know, I'm not as comfortable about singing, mostly because I was told that I would, you know, I was, I was a fag if I sang, and then I didn't even know what a fag was. So uh, it took me a long time to work all that stuff out. Now I don't mind singing as much, but I still have that. Uh, uh, you know, that insecurity about it because mm-hmm. I was bullied off of it. Uh, so uh, and I let that happen. Like I say it's bully off. I was a, I allowed people to 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 tell me that that was a sign of weakness that that you sang. So as a result, I like to try to get it right, but I very rarely do. And mm. I was on stage playing with an orchestra, uh, you know, last year sometime. And one of the things that I should have gotten right that I shouldn't have cracked on, if nothing else. I really did. It was a moment. Everyone's quiet. I did something went, like a kid, and 
it, it happens again a moment later that I need to repeat that in the same way. And I thought, well, you know, let's get it right this time. And I did the same thing again. And it was like, it was so bad and people are paying to see this shit. And I just like, just dumped all over it. And but, I thought you were going to say, if you did it twice, it wasn't a mistake. And it just became, Oh, it wasn't like that. It was like, a, <laughs> because it was, it was obvious. Yeah. Like, as like, I tried, I messed up. Okay, let's try this again. <laughs> I messed up again. Oh, there was no art in it at all. I just sucked. And, I realized that the difference between me now and 10 years ago is that um, I thought it was funny. Mm. And everyone else thought it was funny because I thought it was funny. But if it had been my friend Josh Groban, that couldn't have been funny. Mm. He can't do that. He's not allowed to do that. He's set rules that say he can't – it says he can't do that. So he doesn't get up stay stay yeah. out drinking at night after his shows. He's got <clears> he's to <throat> work to get himself on stage because that's what people pay and that's what he, he's mm. intended to do. But you know, in my life – I realized if I were just more like that about being wrong, how great. You know, mm. like when you get something wrong, if you can just, well, yeah, I got it wrong. That she, defenselessness that they talk about all the time. It's like I realize <clears throat> these things through my music and then I try to apply them in my life a little less successfully. Well, we talk about that constantly. If we can look at our lives as observers and go like – this is something we say on the podcast all the time, but good episode. The mm. episode where Ben cracks the note twice yeah. is a good episode. Yeah. <clears throat> it's entertaining. It's kind of funny, and there's mm. something to be learned through it, through right. that suffering right. and, and that folly. So there, there is something about being deta- – and when we detach, we often laugh. You know mm. what I mean? And not take something so personally yeah. and not be so attached to how things were, quote, unquote, capital S, supposed to go. And it's – I'm owed this. The audience is owed this. Yeah. It's another type of liberation. It's another type of dancing in the lunchroom is going like, here we all are. We're all a little confused. Here we are. Yeah, it's a, it's a unifier. <laughs> it's a unifier. Yeah, that's right. It is a unifier, <clears throat> but – yeah, but it takes a lot of uh, strength to do that, to, to, to just be – But what is perfect? To fail. The idea of perfection being something that's continually improving. I talk about this all the time. It's a rabbinical teaching. Like the, Coldplay. Uh, Sorry. I, just, I was thinking <laughs> what, what, what musical act is actually trying to be perfect and how successful Coldplay, is that? Yeah. Well, they kind of – it, kind of, but you know, with a lot of success. No, I well, it's funny. I was thinking about Coldplay earlier because they sang so many melodies to the melody of, I think they played uh, "Fix You" or something mm. for the Super Bowl, and then they sang all these other hits. Kind of to our point that that's just the vehicle. That's great. I'm gonna, and it was actually quite moving. Oh, I think I, they're amazing. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't help but be like, uh, I do have a hearted part to me because I'm like, it's not cool to like Coldplay, and then I'm also getting these chills sneaking up my face, and I'm like, ah, fuck it, Pete, we die one day. Let it in, let it in. You that's right. I mean? Yeah. Um, but there, I wonder what moves us more. We know this. Okay, Johnny Carson. How many episodes did he do? Eight billion. Yeah. They're in some warehouse somewhere. And I feel like all we care about another name drop. I was talking about that with Conan. Is the thing that we remember are the little snafus and the little mistakes That's and right. these things that act. I, this sounds so. Cliche. Everyone was there. Yeah. It, it, it caused everyone to be present. It's the slap. I'm no longer reciting and we slap. You slapped yourself with the Brick song. Yeah. I slapped myself by saying, I know you've heard me do this before or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But we're all, and this is going to sound stupid, we're all looking to be in the moment together. That's right. And there's yeah. nothing better than a fart yeah. to put you in the moment. <laughs> it's just how much can you take? It's just a light for 90 minutes. Yeah. It's just how <laughs> much you can take. That's right. Uh, you know, how much of that can you really take? And that's And, 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 and it's... 
it, then it's another 90 minutes to discuss yeah. what what how much is okay as a performer to mess up well then there are the people that really push that and these are the anarchists and the and TJ Miller a dear friend of mine is is a real absurdist and he's a and he's a nihilist and he goes up and he's really He'll poke at my boundaries of what I think is appropriate, what mm. is a show, and what is a performance art piece. You've got to have that. Yeah, and, and I completely agree. He's this fun, again, I say lunatic in a great way. It's this weird chess piece that keeps moving from the board to the tiled bathroom floor. And you're like, I love the, that's not, that's the best. Yeah, thing. no, I know. But you know what that is for, like, I'm uh, 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 higher up the food chain than that, in that uh, I'm not as pure. Uh, and I'm a pop musician, but what I love is when I is to be inspired by someone like that and eat a little bit of that for breakfast. That's right. For use it for parts. It's a tool. Because if they don't do that stuff, like if a Marina, uh, Marina Brabramovich doesn't do crazy performance art, you'll never know how far you can push that, and That's you'll right. never realize this component. But most people who do that are not going to be uh, uh, famous for it or make a lot of money. That's right. But it's so important. And you but they're like little, they're little, they're almost little miracles, and they show us what we were assuming real artists reality was exactly. And they're going, no, there's the guy standing up and singing in the in the lunchroom, and then there's the guy lighting a curtain on fire in the lunchroom, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> yikes! You don't want the curtain fire guy every day, but it's sure nice to know you need curtain fire one day. You need curtain fire. Well, it's the Joker. I am sorry, but it's the Joker. If you watch The Dark Knight, it, it it's burning the mountain of mm. money, and it's the guy challenging everything. It's the guy saying, like I said earlier, we're all doomed to quote unquote fail this game yeah. ultimately, and they're the ones saying, so why aren't we all? Doing the you know the Johnny Shuffle, which is a hip new dance coming out of Detroit, and with that, uh, I throw to a record. I'm just kidding. You know, I'm just kidding. Let's go. Let's yeah, <laughs> play a tune. Uh, I oh, I had one thing for you before yeah. we get to the final thing, which is Val is uh, good at piano and she mm-hmm. plays songs and she looks up the the I don't know if it's called tab, but the chords. And, yeah. She practices and is lovely, and it's one of one of my favorite things. Is I'll come home and she's just playing the piano. Oh, that's cool. I'm just like, this is the coolest. No, that's awesome. Life, and then what I'll do is I'm not as good as she is. She knows songs and all this stuff, but I have this weird. It's not curtain burning, but it's this other thing that you have that you were just talking yeah. about. Where I'll sit down at the piano, and almost again to use the word invoke, invoke the spirit of a guy yeah. who can play the piano. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm on the middle C oh, where the high G is. You'll imitate it. But I'll just imitate it. Yeah. And you'd be shocked no, what confidence will take you to. No. You're like, this sounds not bad. It'll sound a little off. It'll You'll hit a, an occasional oh, moment. Yeah. But you're just trying to look like a guy that plays the piano. I like to fool people that I have like <laughs> perfect pitch and and, and, and one of those, those Mozart people you're talking about. Yeah. I, if I hear something difficult on the piano, to walk over to the piano and play it in like on the first try. Yeah. I'm not playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, you're just doing... I'm just uh, aping the motions of it yes. without thinking about it. And it does but sound... But that's a skill. People think that's what it is, but if they played it back, they go, it doesn't sound like anything right. like it at all. But isn't it funny that there's the two, I would say... It's, an, it's impression versus an impersonation. That's right. Yeah. And I would also say there's a difference between learning rules as a child. Yeah. And then later, uh, Richard Rohr talks about this in Falling Upward. It's this great book about the two halves mm. of life. Some people say in the first half their whole lives, by the way. That's the warning of the book. Mm. But we learn the rules. Yeah. We learn Don Draper. They give you all the rules. Right. And then the second half of life is learning to go... 
all right, I know what I'm supposed to do. Right. But I'm going to sit at the piano and play a song that I have no badge to play. Right. Because that badge doesn't exist. Yeah. This is a dream. Get I think that's what you see face. in a perfect career like <laughs> Philip Glass. Uh-huh. He's like he not he he became famous for writing uh all w- w- he almost should be an idiot for what he writes, which is brilliant because he knows Picasso. He that's knows right. what he knows that's what he's right. He knows not supposed to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that that's the that's where the real juice is and that's where the inclusion is because then both half people are enjoying it at, at, at the same time. Well, is it is that what the way you're wrapping it up? Well, at the How 90 we minute this? mark we always talk about God. Uh, oh, really? So that can be as, <laughs> as long or as short as I you want. I wasn't trying to wrap it up. I was just trying to th- I was trying to help no, land I, the plane. No, I didn't think you were. I felt yeah. that actually. Yeah. I felt a little bit of a when uh, when I used to be in a punk band, you'd look at the other guy and be like, "He's going like that at the end, <laughs> and is he going to jump?" And are we all done? Yeah, <laughs> like that. Uh, I felt you doing that. Um, no, we always talk. I know I've been infusing weird uh, spiritual ideas, mm. even if the, some of them were certainly very secular. What? Uh, here's how I like to phrase the God mm. question. You can take it many different ways. Um, uh, my favorite is, "What is this?" Two is, uh, "What are we doing here?" Three is, "How were you raised?" A little more simply. Four is, uh, "Is there a God?" Five is what happens when we die, that sort of stuff. Six is do you believe in uh, a mystery or the void or do you believe in a metaphor for a mystery? Any of that stuff interests you. Oh, well. (laughs) I've never loaded the question so much. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had – the first thing that occurs to me is that I had uh, a moment of clarity when I was about – we used to we used to live uh we moved once a year once every other year uh i lived in like 15 houses before i graduated from high school Mm -hmm. so i can always remember how old i was because if i remember the place then i can tell you with accuracy Mm. so i can tell you with accuracy this this was a street called (laughs) winstead place in greensboro north carolina Mm -hmm. and uh and i was uh sitting on the ground stirring a uh so it means i was two years old so two years old and i can remember this really well i was stirring uh uh a bucket of uh you know, water with a bunch of dirt in it and watching it go around. And my mother had come back from McDonald's and she brought me some fries, but they were very, very old and they smell bad. So I put them into the, into the soup and I'm stirring this whole thing and there's all this stuff going. All of a sudden, just for a second, I was like, oh, all this stuff is going to land somewhere. And I can't explain what I mean by that, but it, it was very clear to me that it kept coming around like a cycle. And every time it came around, it was different, but it was going to be there. And when it lands, it will land somewhere. And you could run it backwards, and you can see it all happen backwards. And I was thinking, why can't I see it go backwards? Because it's already going to be there. So I, I, that's as close to any meaning as I've ever gotten in my life. Is <laughs> stirring, stirring McDonald's French fries into a bucket. and or watching and, a cycle. A cycle and understanding something about the contradictory nature of fate or no fate. They're all going to land somewhere. It's like, and see, the reason this is a terrible story is because the only way to understand it, uh, you had to be there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's like we do have moments well, isn't where that, that's every religious experience. You had a mystic experience. I had a mystic experience where I kind of was okay 
with where things were going, and I was okay with my part in it, where I was, and how things were moving around me relative to it. I could see the dynamics, the 3D dynamics of everything around me. I felt fairly comfortable that there was no plan and that there was a plan. Mm. That's both hands. I got both of it at the same time at two years old. I know too much now to even – I can kind of relive it a little bit, but it, it get, it, even to recount it gives me a little bit of that chill that I got at the moment. I don't think that I'll ever be able to uh, get it, but then that's people's plight. It's the everything of the onion we peel back we don't understand anymore. So I'm not didn't get the God memo, the the religion organized religion memo. Duh, don't understand it. I really don't even understand it. I don't understand why someone would go to church, but uh, maybe there's some good singing, or they meet their neighbors, or that straightens them out. I don't have a judgment against it. I I just don't. Get it? French fries in the in the dirt water. Yeah, that's that was that's about it for me. I do think that but isn't that beautiful because that is like an answer that is mysterious. Yeah, and again, to use the, my favorite word, transrational, is beyond our that story. You're right. I don't think it's a bad story. I think it's a wonderful story. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's not a non-story. A it's a non-story yeah. for a non-question for a non-topic. It's this. It's like I was saying, we're yanking your spirit in a song, and then we're reviewing it with our yeah. brains. Similarly, here's God. He's in the lovemaking, whatever we want to call yeah. God. The mystery is in the lovemaking zone, mm-hmm. and we're trying to say dicks are filled with blood and semen, and, and vaginas moisten themselves. Right. So we're losing it when we have the experience, and then we send it to our language centers. It's gone. Yeah. So there, But the simplicity of a two-year-old stirring fries, that is motherfucking God right there. Well, yeah, it was to me for the moment because I got something. <laughs> I just, you know, and those those things like when someone can boil it down to these wonderful things, and then I forget how they were worded, and they were so good. There was one that I really liked that I think you made. Maybe you can tell me what it is. I think it's Hindu, but uh, it has to do with the story of a child who looks at a rock and they're like, "What is that?" And it's like, "Oh, it's a rock." It's just a rock. That's all it is. Then, as a you know, middle age, you know, mid midlife, mid middle of the uh, life person, an adult, they can explain to you so many things about that rock. Mm. Just like longest explanation, scientific, spiritual, all kind of stuff. If if the if the person truly grows up <coughs> as an old man, it's a rock. You're just back to it's a rock. Yeah. Reminds me of how if you have someone tell – I remember reading a psychologist said this anyway. If you, uh, he had noted that when, when people that are 20 years old are given the task of, of uh, telling their life story in front of an audience, uh, they'll, they'll take an hour. They'll just keep going. Shit just keeps going. They tell mm. you all – everything was important. Once you get an, an older an older person who has a lot more to say, mm. I usually keep it down about five, ten minutes. Mm. You know, we've been going for over ninety, so we're not there. <laughs> we've got something to we, learn. We, well, we knew that when we when we set off on this. Uh, I certainly have something to learn. I know exactly what you mean. I don't know the Hindu teaching, but there's something that uh, Joseph Campbell, who's another hero of mine, writes about, and and it's that sort of the cycles of life. Is that when you're young and there's this need to, again, insist on your identity, even in the rock, and all of your ideas are listen to, listen to the value of my brain and my, my ideas. Yeah. And then later there, there's more of that elegant surrender mm-hmm. and, 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 and peace. And I, I think your, your analogy is even nicer, the idea that an old man telling his life story might be quicker. It's just fast. He just doesn't need the details anymore. Yeah. 
Do you feel when you play or when you write, it's kind of an obvious question, but do you feel anything outside of yourself kind of – again, I'm not trying to mm. manifest a, a sky god. I'm just saying when we're merging with some yeah. sort of flow, with yeah. some sort of energy, some sort of mean – you're meant to do this, so when you do it – you keep finding these little piles of yes because you're you're doing your duty. You're doing what you ought to be doing. Well, in that way, <laughs> I probably um, very very. Um, um, I don't. Know. If you say you're spiritual, it makes it sound like you're a spiritual leader, or you have something that you have an idea. Or I I I, I attribute. Almost everything to mystery, and I think that mm. the mystery is absolutely amazing, and I'm amazed by that. So I guess I can see that if you go to church and if you're amazed by that, it's just that all that language and all that association for me does quite the opposite. It takes the amazement out of it for me. You well, know, you're, be- you're joining a group and believing. I'm joining a group, and I can't help. You, know, you start thinking, well, a lot of wars started over this stuff. I mean, sure, I'm misinterpreting a couple of things, and that person's going to be a dick by Wednesday again, and, mm. and, and uh, what a that. hypocrite, and, and that's just a business deal. I mean, you think these – so it takes me out of that. It wasn't intended to take me out I of agree. it. I agree. It was intended to bring me into it, and I respect the hell out of that. Right. But I find <laughs> mine, yes, by, by, by those moments that you can do no wrong in, in, in your art, and you realize it's not even you. When you're when you know uh, when you're actually are as corny as it is, channeling, that's that's spiritual. That's what you're doing. There's no wrong answer. You just are, and and I'm good enough to do that sometimes. <laughs> I think that's as good as it gets. Yeah, I'm good enough to do that sometimes. I have my moments. Well, the the personal experience thing to me, what what can leave me cold about religion is uh, <clears throat> I don't feel enough of an invocation for. You feeling, you seeing, you understanding. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stories of other people mm-hmm. understanding. I, I make this point a lot. It's a lot of even the music singing about how great it was that that Christ was as great as he was. Yeah, and you can feel excluded from that, and then yeah. you you notice that you're just kind of going through the motion, bragging. It's a lot of it's bragging. like a rap. It's like, strange. Like rap, yeah. Yeah, it is. God, God is yeah. like, I created this universe. It's the equivalent of rapping about your label. <laughs> God does drink a lot of crystal. That's true. <laughs> no, it is. It's a strange yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, and then yeah, you're like, yeah. where – that's why I'm drawn to all those things that want you there. There's a mm-hmm. great uh, Bible verse which talks about the, they won't say the kingdom of heaven is here or it's there. And I don't mean heaven. I mean mm. – the kingdom of heaven, the, the awareness yeah. and the presence of the divine. Yeah. They won't say it's over here. They won't say it's mm-hmm. over there. You need to realize that it's inside of you. So if I can listen to your album on the ride over, as I did, and get the chills, that to me is, to use my old Christian language, I'd say that's the spirit or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And we know this. This is why my dad, yeah. uh, even though I kind of was teasing him earlier, not teasing, but you know, will cry at the music because right. we're transcending the horseshit. Right. We're past the handshakes. We're past the uh, stand up and greet your neighbor. We're past the offertory. We're past all of that. And suddenly we're getting into that heart space. Well, for some people, you know, like, like uh, what maybe uh, 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 brings a tear to your father, may, the person may be distracted by the language of the song or a riff 
or a reference or something in it and then is robbed of mm. the of the spirituality of the song. That's me. Which is what you're trying not to do when you when you watch uh Shakespeare, uh, Shakespeare That's right. improv improvised Shakespeare. So I think for me I can't help it's not religion's problem if I go to church and I'm not moved. Mm. It's my problem because I've allowed these things to get in my way. So I, I guess I, I like to be clear that I, I don't I approve of of church and, and God. Oh, I don't think I just get bad, thrown though. off by it. Yes. You know, and every once in a while I meet someone that I think actually is a genuine Christian. It happens very rarely, but I meet them. And and and, and the the other nights like I I played Prairie Home Companion and mm. was hanging out with some people <laughs> afterwards and there was a lot of Christians hanging out. And one in particular that I think I'll probably be buds with for a long time mm. gave me a lot of a, a big ear full of Bible. Mm. I was into it <laughs> because this was like a big ear full of Bible. Big schme- I got a fistful of Jesus, at night, <laughs> you know, and I was digging it. Like I, I got it. It made sense to me. Like these are, the, uh, you know, the, to 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 be able to take it as almost a manual of of uh, uh, example of how someone else lived, and for you to be able to see yourself in it, then you bring yourself back into it. She's able to do this, but that's. That's the empowerment part. Yeah. When you look at the Christ story not as a tale about someone else, when you realize everything, including this talk right now, everything can serve as a metaphor for a story about you. And I said this many times. This is why we get the chills at the – if you do – at the end of The Avengers. It's just some silly movie about guys shooting aliens. But you realize that there's a personal call to you to go and do likewise. Christ dying and rising. It's all about you. The problem about worshiping one person or worshiping one thing too much is is, is I I think to the extent that we think we're special, we get a license to be dicks. Oh, there you go. You know, so it's just like it's just like seeing uh, uh, the, the the Disney and and getting my getting darkness out of it. That's what I see is kind of like we you know we tend to do good so that we can do bad and we tend to do bad so we can do good and to take someone <clears throat> and exalt them to that and then to say here's what you aspire to. That's why people get so pent up. You know, just just do all the stuff that they 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 wish they hadn't done. These guys yes. are like born again Christians that say I had it all. It's like what was all? Yeah, I had the I had the horse and the drug. I had it all, yeah. but I don't want it anymore. Yeah. It's like, well, you're really hung up on this because I guess don't want some of that That's stuff. That's right. You know? Ram Dass talks about people uh, who quit smoking and they go like, I haven't had a cigarette in seven years, three hours, seven, you know, seventeen <laughs> seconds. Yeah. He goes, these are the people that die from not smoking, right. which I think is such a brilliant punchline. It's such a great joke. I was the kid in the congregation when the guy was up there talking about his whores and his drugs. And I was like, and then he's like, and then I found Jesus. I was like, well, why couldn't I find Jesus when I was 30? You know what I mean? Like, I'm 16 and I'm swearing all this stuff away. But then when you start to see God or the mystery or the divine, whatever we want to say, in all of it, in the the raunchy dick joke yeah. in in the drug experience in the weird sex experience in whatever it is when you see when for me it's a it's an understanding of of karma it's just like you're talking about the things you're attracting and the yeah. things that oh, yeah. are happening whatever it is happening being your teacher in that moment and that keeping you in mm-hmm. the present and not thinking about what your testimony is going to be like later or how you're going to renounce this later right. or how you're doing wrong or you're doing right or just like take the story out of it yeah. take the story out of it and just be right there and then see what's behind what you're looking at I um what, what, what part of my 
uh, days. Uh, generally, I, I, it's not. I wouldn't normally in an interview be talking about my day. I usually talk about other shit. <laughs> but uh, about I, days. I don't like to talk about what I do or, or my life that much. You were, when you, when you said I, I was transparent, I thought you know most people don't have any idea, and I, <laughs> and I, I, I think uh, I, I, maybe I appear transparent. But one of, one of the big things that's important to me is transcendental meditation, and that's mm. something I do. Not something I also that, do uh, TM. Yeah, I love TM, and it's uh, and but I think What's it's, it's pretty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> One time I said it too loudly to my teacher, oh, yeah. and she thought someone else could hear. And she's like, <laughs> I, I was know. like, "Come on, it's okay." Well, you know what? I mean, I you know I I just uh, th- 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 there was some hokey things in my and 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 there's some hokey things in the course, like there isn't anything. But sure, I respect. I think the 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 thing is about that is that like you, you got something that you say. Only to yourself, and it's it's just a nonsense word like that. The association over the years becomes so strong with that. As soon as you associate it with something outside in in the distracting world, you've associated it with something else. Right. Then then you've really taken a tool away. I agree. So so I, I actually don't think it's silly to keep the. To I keep agree. It secret I wouldn't tell you. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't either. There's a lot of things you'd have to put bamboo shoots underneath my fingernails <laughs> to get out, and that would be one of them because it means too much to me right. to have that to myself. And also, you know? if you say any other Sanskrit word, how am I going to not know that that's it? And we'll take the bamboo out. <laughs> well, I've had a theory before because I don't know, uh, and, I, and, and I wouldn't even want to test the theory. What if everyone's got the same mantra? I don't know. Mm. Is, is that possible? I would not want to know that. Yeah, that's interesting. But, uh, yeah. But yeah. And, well, I, I know that you don't because I can ask you how many syllables does it have? Uh, uh, you don't even have to say, yeah. but I'll tell you that mine has two. Okay. And I know yeah. people that have ones that have five. I know people that really? have ones that have one. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a two-syllable guy. Oh. Yeah. So there we go. Huh. What letter does it start with? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not even play that. But so, but yeah, like the, um, you know, uh, the, uh, m- you know, my, my teacher, I know, it was pretty cool. Well, one of them, um, you know, I've gone to a couple now to brush up, but yeah, main guy was, uh, you know, uh, one of them that was that they had a chance to 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 meet Maharishi and and and, uh, and uh, had had asked the question. Um, um, well, that's that's all good, but like, what are you saying, or, or like a, a, about like like a psychopath, or a criminal, like you know, like like what is that going to make someone not a criminal? And he's like, no, I think meditation would just make you a good criminal. Hmm. And I thought that was kind of compelling to me. Hmm. I mean, not that we want good criminals, but I mean the idea that if someone is what they are, right. then then anything that you do that's true should make you more of what you are. Now hmm. you might find out that actually I'm not a criminal at all. Mm-hmm. I was being a bad. I was that was fake. I don't want to do that. But that's if that's right. really what you mm-hmm. are, then maybe that's something to think about. That's interesting. We were talking about that idea that the the guru, like Maharishi or whoever, these guys that kind of get in touch with. Uh, the idea of reincarnation or whatever. And even if you did, let's take reincarnation just as a concept. It's interesting to consider that these holy men, uh, uh, and this is Thich Nhat Hanh talked about this. Thich Nhat Hanh was like, uh, and I always bot- watch this, but just like the guy mm. at the piano pretending, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> he says like, I am the frog in the swamp. I'm also the snake that eats the frog. Mm-hmm. And I'm the child starving in Uganda and I'm the warlord that's, right. that's hoarding the food. Like right. this kind of understanding that uh, they, some of them would teach, like, I've been here so many thousands of times right. that I, I was a murderer and I was the, a thief. You know what I, I get out of that? Time. And what I was working towards on one of the songs on the album called Capable of Anything was that as I got older, I realized that 
uh, or I, at least this is where I am now. I may realize otherwise, but my feeling is uh, what I'm coming to. I think is that uh, when someone says uh, you're capable of anything, the reason that that sounds like bullshit is because you only consider the good things. Mm. Like you know, like so, oh, you can you you can do it. You can do anything. Yeah. And it's like well, no, I can't dunk a basketball. Right. And I can't cure cancer. So you're just telling me a bunch of crap. What I realize or interpret that to mean now is I'm capable of thinking any thought, good or bad. I'm capable of of robbing a bank, of killing someone. There's nothing that I'm not capable of. What makes me cool is I choose not to. Mm. It's not interesting to me. It's mm-hmm. no long, that's no longer interesting to me. But, you, but, but people are capable. <laughs> that's, I, think, I think that the reincarnation thing and the multi, the schizophrenic – uh, uh, idea of being the the frog and the snake and the killer and the and the victim and all those things is that if you don't admit that you're capable of anything, boy, you got a lot. Of, that's a hard life. That's right. You judge people when they judge you. You have to listen to it and think about it. It's just like a lot of baggage. But if yeah. you just drop that, it's another liberation. Yeah, just drop it. Drop it. Yeah. The idea. Well, that's the Native American. Uh, tea. I'm sure you've seen it posted on Facebook, but it doesn't mean it's not true. Is uh, they talk about um, everybody has two wolves inside of them, oh. and one of them is afraid, and right. one of them is violent and scared, and one of them is kind and noble. And, and they're like, "Well, which one lives?" And they go, "The one you feed." Uh, mm-hmm. I just love oh, that. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's just the one. So what makes you cool is that you're feeding. But that uh, that idea that we're all the Joker and Batman, and which one do yeah. we which one do we let out more? And then I would say, even though Batman is dominating in my life, yeah. you know, I, I'm more Batman than I'm Joker. Mm. Who am I really? I would say I'm the awareness observing the Batman. Like, right. the Batman. I, really, I mean, that to me, it can sound like hokey jokey or smoky noki or a big bowl of gnocchi. <laughs> but it's this idea that when I'm oh, feeling cookie, <laughs> I think I could go for some hokey. You, <laughs> you do the hokey cookie, and you just keep turning around <laughs> yeah. all night, and then you crash and you're depressed for a few days. But uh, that idea of when I feel something or see something, or even when I, I, I notice I tense up in social situations, it's so nice to just take a moment. And TM helps me do this too, and just uh, identify with the awareness when I say. Yeah. I am nervous. Who's noticing the nervousness? Who's seeing it in the body? Yeah. Who's going, look at my shoulders tense up. Look at my stomach clench. Look at how I'm uh, – Eckhart Tolle said it best when he, he was going to kill himself and he said, I can't live with myself anymore. He's like, who is the I? I can't live with myself anymore. So you oh, see that, yeah. that split. I, me, awareness, being, life, can't live with myself. That's the other thing. He's already alienated himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's you, cool. And then you can, you can work with that split and realize that it that school's out and dance in the cafeteria and every other analogy we've had for liberation. I, I suppose that led him to some way of like laugh at himself. That's really the best. That's the easiest. But that's it. That's the voice you, cracking and the laugh. Yeah. If you can laugh at yourself, then that's, that's good. My, my son said that when he was like 12 years old. He was talking about being... Uh, uh, one guy that was really pissing him off and pissing his sister off, but the difference was, is my son Louis was just able to go. You know, it's I just I, all of a sudden I thought it was funny. Mm. It's like wow, that's good. I, you know, his sister interpreted that as he was laughing at him, and it actually was. I could tell what he meant. Mm-hmm. At twelve years old, he just like had a cool thing to say. Like, mm-hmm. well, that's good. You uh, and he shit his pants a couple minutes later. Uh, you, you folds boys. You do your work early. <laughs> Stirring French fries. <laughs> I was a little bit of a thinker. Louis yeah. a thinker too. Yeah, he that's great. Lot, he's a lot of thinking. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, he's 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 just hanging out now. 
That's great, man. Well, uh, let's do a speed round. Have you ever taken LSD? No. <laughs> Will you take it in an MRI? That's this whole thing's just been a ploy for you to take it in. An well, MRI. I would I would think about if I don't, if it doesn't make I don't like to be sick. If 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 something that doesn't make me sick and they could administer it and uh, and disrupt that part of the brain that that supposedly hinders um, um, improvisation, I could help. I do it. But if it, if it's something I don't like being sick, so if it makes me sick, I won't do it. Yeah. All right. Are you told that, that you have that song about the guy that climbed the tree and found Jesus? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Does that have you taken mushrooms? No, I haven't taken anything. I, really? I smoked a little bit of pot. I like ecstasy. I think that's good. Uh, I mostly just anymore just kind of like scotch. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you're like the kid when you tell the story early on. You're like, I like these and everything. Now you're becoming the older guy that's wiser that goes, scotch. I kind of like scotch. <laughs> well, I mean, it's available. It's not bumming anybody out too badly. Yeah. I'll probably ruin my liver and my pancreas. <laughs> no, but you know, but a pot, uh, I, I, I think I would like it more now. Uh, back in the day, I used, to, I used to try. I thought I needed to try to smoke pot, and so I invested in a bong, and I was in the back of the of the tour van kind of trying to make trying to make myself into that but I was really bad at it hmm. I didn't like it I didn't enjoy it I don't think uh, it's necessarily what it's cracked up to be uh, you know what I mean like here you are a musician that I, I bet most people are like he smokes the dube no I mean really I could count I could count on at least both hands the number of times that I've uh, I've inhaled and everything, and I, I <laughs> well, you know I, I too much. I think I, at the time I was a little too much of a control freak for any drug. I didn't like the idea of being taken off my. Uh, maybe I would be out of control. Yeah, I, I like laughing gas at the at the. Uh, oh, nitrous! That uh, pissed me off. You didn't like it. I hated it. Really? Yeah, because it, 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 <laughs> it, it, it threatened my control. Yeah, you know, it's like I was going to laugh, so I try not to laugh, and I would snort. The dentist was snorting back in my face to make fun of me. It was really kind of a weird scene. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah, so no, those are, those are all the drugs I've ever done. Well, we covered drugs. All the, all the people out there will be happy. That and just shitloads of Oxycontin and heroin. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. You should have led with those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the real speed round. Ready? Yeah. yeah just quick answers right, or right, whatever you right, like. I'll try. You also don't have to. Yeah. Uh, it's like Family Feud. Okay. <laughs> you can say pass. Uh, what's the greatest lesson you've learned about art? Uh, communication. There you go. Uh, what about music? Greatest lesson about music? It's communication with a very specific language. <laughs> greatest lesson you've learned about parenting? Um, the kids are who they are and they're changing all the time hmm. that's the big thing oh, you just painted the r- image of like a river I'm like oh okay so we can't understand I mean that's, it's, it's, it's complicated I'll tell you about parenting if you're uh, if, if your kids are thanking you praising you all the time for your parenting you're probably doing the wrong thing <laughs> cool dad you're probably getting it wrong yeah, yeah that's great yeah. Uh, if you're but- winning the popularity contest you're fucking up just in general right in general <laughs> yeah, yeah just true. in life yeah Greatest lesson you've ever learned about uh, creativity? Uh, it it only happens when you're not looking, you mm-hmm. know. You know, so so you have to. Oh no, that's not really a, a truth because you have to make appointments sometimes, like dentist appointments, and go make <laughs> things that are great. Oh, it's your friend it, with the marker at the House of Blues. It's head and heart. Yeah, well, it, 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 it creativity it, it involves some some naivety. It mm-hmm. involves some innocence to to happen. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Grace lesson you've learned about family. We didn't talk much about your family, but I'm fascinated with families. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the thing about families and about all the ways that we organize organize civilization is we are walking around just post uh, Neanderthal man with completely new rules. Mm. So I think I think the rules and the whole thing behind uh, uh, families. You know, when you take a family away, people uh, people replant that and find that shape and and other things and in, in groups and identifying mm. on. On, on other levels, so I think the uh, you know family is is a, uh, it's an archetype, you know. Mm. So I I don't know. People like to say, well, it's specifically this or specifically that, but it's an archetypal need people have. <laughs> yes, that's great. <laughs> I love that. Uh, love greatest lesson you've learned about love. Uh. Is it? It can be turned on and off like a water spigot. You know, I mm. think people can 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 stop loving a thing, a place, a person much more easily than we uh, than we like to assume. It takes it takes work to keep the channels open in your mind so that you're capable of it. You know, uh, and, the, and it's funny after all the energy, the most obvious thing <clears throat> about it is there was no energy involved at all. You were arm wrestling yourself. Mm. You know, so I think. I, th- I think that's what you aspire for, uh, aspire to, is a uh, is the condition of love of that. That's mm-hmm. the condition that you're aspiring to, and all the energy that we try to put into it. You know, it's when you give it all up and you stop putting energy into it is when it happens. But mm-hmm. you have to put that energy up as part of our trajectory. Mm-hmm. Boy, that was clear. I'm a fucking genius. That was clear. It was unclear. It was that totally was unclear. clear. Really? Ramdas would say that the person is the impetus that unlocks the place in you where you are love. He also talks about all this trying and all this arguing and arm wrestling yourself is a very profound point. Yeah. He would say there's no one in the other boat. You're rowing your boat. Right. You bang into another boat and you go, well, watch where the fuck you're going. Fog clears. No one in the other boat. And that, right. that's so much of what we're doing, especially in the realm of love. I, I got it, man. Boy, here's an irrelevant <laughs> tie-in with the drug thing. Someone put <laughs> – something was up with, with, with the last weed I ever smoked. (laughs) Something was up in it. I don't know. It was the most hallucinogenic thing ever. Really? So I was describing it to a friend the next day. Uh, and, and, and here's how I said it. Cause I was in the hotel room, had a terrible headache. I was still shaky. And, and I was was like, well, I said, no, no, this was, this was fucked up. I started telling myself I was an ape in the car, in the taxi cab. Simultaneously, while my, my mind was saying, folds, look, you're, you're just an eight. You never change. You need a few things, and everything you do is to get those things. So the shit that you're spouting to this guy has something directly to do with you need food, sex, sleep. But the, the, one of the basics is it's all you are. Yes. But I was talking to the guy about something completely different. So I have two conversations at once. Then I went in and I saw my computer and I thought, oh, how funny. That's a computer. I don't need that. That doesn't serve my ape self. And I pushed it and everything else off <laughs> into the floor. So I was like broke shit onto the floor. And I was happy. <laughs> and then I went to the bathroom and I was on the toilet. And I looked over and I saw myself as an ape in the mirror oh on the john. I even probably thought, why do we even need the toilet? Okay, so I'm describing <laughs> this to my friend, and I'm like, and I, when I looked in this mirror, I saw myself as an ape. There was no mirror. It was the wall. Oh <laughs> my god! That's how it was. There was no mirror. There's no your mirror. album. Title. Yeah, there was no mirror. <laughs> 
That's crazy. Yeah, I had which, a friend who, who took uh, acid or something and thought he was a werewolf. It's that same sort of like, I I'm did, an animal. I did that. I completely yeah. did. But the thing that it freaked me out was not so much sort of the, the cliche of I was an ape and, and, and uh, because that's what you expect. What I didn't expect was to not realize that that wasn't a mirror. Mm. And I was looking at myself. I, I wasn't looking at myself. That's great. That's <laughs> I was great. looking at the wall. So somehow that had something to do with the guy rowing the boat to me. Yeah, you. Anyway. Well, there was no, there was no one in the mirror. <laughs> there was no mirror. There was no one in the mirror. You went A to C. You went A yeah. to B. Would be there's a mirror. It was just C, me, Stone, taking a shit at uh, at the <laughs> uh, Standard Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, final speed yeah. round question. Mm. This is a big one. Mm. On the sing-off. Yes. When I watch it. Yes. Are they lip-syncing to the recorded track that's available on, on iTunes? No. It can't be. No. The, uh, um, the, the intro it, song. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the all. The whole I'm, thing seems I'll ADR all. to me. No, I'll tell all. Because Even I'm, Nick I'm, Cannon I'm seems ADR to me. <laughs> Well, you know, the truth of it was, uh, is that it was a very uh, um, um, sort of n- naive, probably underfunded, uh, 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 innocent show. Is it not on anymore? No, it's not on anymore. Oh, we're, we're watching it currently, so it's very real to us. <laughs> well, maybe it's on again, and I, I wasn't asked It's back. on iTunes. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. that's not the case. You're on it. Well, I mean, I... I I had a reason to think that they may not have me on anymore, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I really loved everyone. Dish. <laughs> Here's the thing, though: they had an opening sequence uh, which had so many people on the stage that you could not possibly, technically, in a million years, have, have made it work. Right? It's just too many people singing at once with very specific things. This to is do. the beginning of my doubt that what we're watching was okay. Was so like- the so the first thing that you see is everyone on stage and they are singing uh, to. Something that is that is the you know, the, the beatbox would be already have been done. Some of the harmonies have already been done, and they're singing all the leads to it. A little bit like what they call half mime in in, in England, where you do ha- you lip sync. No, not lip sync. You sing over a track. Uh-huh. They're they're doing that. <clears throat> right. I didn't agree with that. I voiced it over and over again. It, there has to be some other way because what you do is you plant down in people's minds. Then when they see them actually doing it, they don't know what to believe. After that, everyone after that was just singing it. Really? Straight up. It looks so – it must be the sound or something because it just looks like – I it's felt like I so caught right. moments well, where they're off moving the mic away and the sound oh, didn't well, change. Well, you can – look, they had time in post. Uh, they had time in post to turn down someone who'd made a great mistake. Yeah. Uh, and to mix it and balance it, the guy who was uh, uh, mixing and balancing that stuff was uh, a genius and one of the best I've ever seen at mm. what he does. Mm. He was fantastic at it. And um, it was imperfect. When when they could take something that was really important and fix it, uh, uh, they would. But what you were seeing was 97% really? there. Can I tell you why I was I was like they want us to buy the track so they want the live performance to sound like the track. But here's the play. interesting thing is that people identified the reason acapella was so effective in this in this and, and people are so uh, uh, hungry for for something real is because you want to see the event you want to be in it you want to know what it feels like to have that kind of brother and sisterhood on stage and 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 do this and as as pure as it can be it's just a human voice when they would put out the track that had actually been sung it would sell like hotcakes we usually got in the top 10 with one Mm. or two songs when they tried to recreate it in the studio 
No good. And, 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 and repackage it, no one would buy it. Improv on TV. Yeah. No, no one, one wants it. No one wants that. And, and, and what they <laughs> – No offense, improvisers. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, you know, the thing is, is, that, is, is they were seeing something – they were seeing something real. Right. And they were you know, up against a time where everything was perfect on TV. So people's uh, uh, threshold for what's bad pitch has become extremely narrow, and it's intolerant. We're not we're not tolerant, very uh, we're not very tolerant of of being out of tune. Uh, you know, a, in the '60s, a, a bass guitar could everything's tuned by ear, very out of tune. The piano's out of tune with the bass guitar. The singer then has latitude to navigate uh, a wider wow. he, they set up rules so that he can follow there's a little hammock in there the rules that, that are set up for Beyonce to follow are very difficult because everyone has to make it ab- everything is so perfect in the track that the human also has to be she perfect. has to be perfect yeah. too and so we make the assumption that she's tuned more than she is but mm. I tell you what you said most good singers that are on the radio now people assume that they're all because they're auto-tuned they're, they're bad Sit in the room with them and let them sing for you and blow your mind. Mm. We have such talented singers on the radio. People have no idea. It's such a shame. What is the most hack criticism people give to music? It's probably pitchy, it's right? It's stuff like people that. People love going, it's a little pitchy. We learned that from American Idol. I well, just as soon as <clears throat> well, just as soon as you as you start trying to uh, uh, tell someone why you like something, uh, you know, like you go to that part of the brain, you're in really dodgy territory. My job as the, quote, expert was to – Establish what had happened from experience and how I might uh, enlighten the performer on what he may not have been aware of. Mm. As long as I stuck by that, I was fine. I wasn't trying to tell someone what I was trying to criticize in any kind of way. I was just saying, I know you think that you did this, but actually here's what you did and here's how you can prove it. They would edit about 90% of my thing out almost really because it it got a lot more technical with them sometimes. You know, I might spend some time. Val and I always liked the way that you were technical. Most people seem to. And in fact, that researched really well. Mm -hmm. Uh, That always researched. That's what made it different. Yeah, that researched well and actually I was told influenced some of the other shows. (laughs) But the the problem was is it wasn't part of the sort of conventional – Way that you compete with another network, uh, you know, it's like you know you're trying to compete. They're they're trying to take a slice out of a specific show. Right. We need to slice the demographic, and if they're worried that the way that you're approaching it is not uh, uh, quantifiable and uh, in, in, in being a weapon against another show, then you're screwed. I, it was the kind show. Everybody is pretty kind, even when they're. It, it, it's you felt that all three of the yeah. judges were musicians. And that that I'm tied was d- directly tied into the way they did the voice. Um, um, is that after, right? Afterwards, in fact, uh, we uh, the sing off was on to make way for that show, mm. and we got really great ratings on the second season. In fact, we got such great ratings on the second season, we kind of think messed plan up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we messed the plan up a little bit. Oh, because they were going to yank you. Yeah, it was just something to go on for the holidays and 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 something to uh, to to kind of make room and 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 fill some space before this show, The Voice, uh, had a chance to get up and running. Uh, okay. So when The Voice didn't didn't have as good a ratings as we did at first, uh, that was, I think, that became a problem. Yeah, you know, honestly. And then they they got it perfected. They took off. They did a great thing and 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 moved with it. And and you know, our people and our organization. Just didn't uh, the, the the authenticity of it didn't win out over that particular system. Hmm. But everyone that was involved with it were really into the 
acapella singing and they were into the the human part of it but they had their real job like yeah but this has to take chunks out of uh uh dancing with stars tonight if we don't do that we don't take a certain amount of their demographic it's not worth so you have to acknowledge and compare yourself to the other show and what was great about that show is it compared itself to nobody i mean yeah i i people used to say yeah so shows like yours like yours and and uh and you know american idol and i said i compare this more to star trek than to American Idol. <laughs> and actually... Because it, of the nerd overlap? Acapella and, and sci-fi? Yeah, because it just really <laughs> didn't have to do with... It didn't have to do... With, the reasons that, that uh, uh, American Idol was successful was not the reasons that we were sort of successful. Yeah, that's right. There were two different things. So, well, uh, it goes back to the niceness, I think. There was no humiliation factor yeah. on your show. Well, there's a whole movement of kids who are singing despite... Uh, the fact that music has been cut out of, out of out of you know music education has been cut quite a bit, and what happens? Well, all these kids get together uh, who've been deprived of it, and uh, you know uh, universal conservation of you know music happens, and they must sing. So they get together on campuses and they sing for no credit, and they're getting really good at it. I mean, I think that 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 I don't think that's preferable because I think that they should be learning proper voice leading and they should be learning proper. Uh, uh, you know, music theory and a little, little bit of a composition, but uh, but they're not. And despite that, they're going on doing it. Isn't that fun? That was the movement that propelled the TV show. Was basically a music education movement. Uh, it was a music education failure that kind of turned into something. It was the well, it was the it was the want for music education to success. Mm. It was the it was it was it was the, the the need for music is what filled that gap. And so people that were watching it, the demographic would have been more easily reached by uh, uh, appealing to them uh, through music education. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and without without exception, everyone that was always on the panel really knew a lot about music. And we were only trying to teach the people that were up there. And we were humble enough to learn from the things that we saw. Mm. So so that was just – it was cheesy as shit. The show was cheesy as it got. Uh, but uh, but <laughs> it was at, colorful. It was, at the center it was of it – yeah, at the center of it, it was, uh, it was all about music education. Mm. And uh, that had nothing to do with ratings or anything. Well, so. I like it. Don't yeah. no spoilers. We're not done. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Why don't they? This isn't a gossip thing. You thought they didn't like your technicality or something? It, no, we got, they liked it. I mean, I think that I think you know, and I, and I got along with everyone like right right up the chain. I think <clears throat> that um, I had a I I think I just sort of had a, a point of view about it that I just expressed and there was another side of how you sell a TV show mm. and uh I'm not sure that we ever really had a conversation or argument about it at all it's just it came out in all the little things all day long you know like I didn't want to hear the group before they sang and that was respected for the first couple seasons. And then as the show got popular, I was like, you can't do that. We need you to script this more. It's like, no, mm. but I don't want to hear the band. Mm. No, just just hear it. it was like, but if I hear the band, I'm not going to give you a response. That's funny. That would be like this podcast if it became something, which I, which is not my intention. Yeah. They'd be like, well, we have to do a pre-interview. And I'm like, I don't want to do a pre-interview. No, those are horrible. I, don't, I hate I, those pre-interviews. Wouldn't it have sucked the soul out of everything? And you're trying to bring some immediacy yeah. and some of that juice to it. Yeah. So, so that, that was – it was just different, you know. It was a different, and <coughs> excuse me. And that was the main reason. And, and, and I had I had, a, I had a moment on that show where there was an act that w- I thought was the best thing hmm. uh, on the show, and um, you know, um, the the general consensus among the people making the show was that the group needed to go because they were too technically proficient, hmm. 
Uh, and uh, well, now you have to tell me. Val will mute this part. <laughs> what group is that? Um, Unless you don't think you should. You know what? It's not a gossip column. This isn't the Stern show. <laughs> you know, and the only reason that... The, uh, Spill the juice, Ben. Please. Well, you know, if it was just musical, but it also became cultural and and possibly a little racial, too. And I think that, that that's really unhelpful for everybody. But mm. I, to me, it was like, as a musician, I heard excellence in music and my reason for being there. What was being pointed out to me is this is not terribly entertaining. Mm. It's not a good narrative. And we have to sell TV. And their mm. point of view is very valid, too. Mm-hmm. But my point of view was I can't I can't. Do my job. I, I know. I, I've I've hosted comedy competitions before. Yeah, and I've been in the back room, and I'm like, I can't believe this is where we're going. You're voting, and I'm not putting words in your mouth. This was my experience. You're voting for the somebody that I just thought was not good, mm. and I'm I can't believe I'm the only one voting for this person. Yeah, and I would get so worked up. It, it was different, obviously, but I, I know your pain. Well, you know what happened with 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 me is is trying. Tr- I was trying to do the right thing, so I it's weird sneeze answers. I basically, uh, I basically uh, negotiated subtly. No, I wouldn't sit down in a room with a producer and say, "Here's the deal." But here's kind of what I gave them, and I talked to the judges about it. Was like, "Look, it's obvious they want them out now. We're getting a lot of pressure for this band, uh, group to be out now. Why don't was we it really make it clear? It really, was your vote? Yeah." And what we it, made the votes on uh, at at the moment. Really? They, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, Interesting. yeah, yeah. And uh, at, now there was a lot of a lot of pressure, uh, uh, and the pressure was always kind of like, "Look, we got to keep this entertaining." So you might think about that. Didn't you notice that these girls look really good, and people yeah. are going to notice that? It's like that is part of selling a record, right? And you know, uh, but if at the end of the day I said, "No, I'm not going for it," then I had my autonomy. Mm-hmm. It was in my, it was mm-hmm. in my contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what what I did uh, was basically promise them that the group wouldn't win, but that they would make it to the last. Hmm. So there's no way I would pr- choose it. So I'm going to compromise. They don't get to win the whole thing, which honestly was a record contract that was going to send them straight to music business hell. <laughs> so they so were doing them a favor. Anyway. I think I was doing them a favor. I yeah. mean, I think really they got a lot of exposure. They were going to get gigs that way. When you were voting them off, were you like winking the whole time? <laughs> yeah, like like kids, so sorry. run <laughs> while you can. Run. Don't walk. Get out of here. Yeah. Learn something. Yeah. Um, no, no, but but uh, but I would. I've never gotten so much hate mail in my life. Really? From from the audience for uh, – they, they gave me the task of being the one to say they were gone. When I was so active in keeping them on, I was not happy about that. Yeah, but here we are. We're clearing the air. Write some, write some love mail now. Yeah. You fucking idiot. <laughs> I couldn't I, think of a good insult. I tried. I tried to keep them on because I thought that was what was important. Sometimes a group would come on. They'd be so professional, so amazing, and I knew they weren't going to win. So I'd make sure they were axed damn early. They were actually better than most of the groups, but I knew they needed to get back to their day gig. Mm. Get back there. Like now you've been on TV three times. This one, this one group, go back to Branson, Missouri, because you're going to lose your job staying out here. Mm. You're not going to win in this. Like, you're going to win at that. Interesting. So go back and win at that. You're I was like Kevin thinking, Spacey killing the dog at the beginning of House of Cards. Yes. <laughs> it's a mercy killing. <laughs> That's brilliant. You're yeah. thinking uh, big picture. You're zooming out. Yeah, well, all three of us were, especially Sean. Sean and I would always talk about this. He's like, this guy's got a good gig. Because mm-hmm. we're very working. Sean of uh, Boys to Men, we're both very working class and are thinking, like, those guys need to work. Do you say one of the boys or one of the men? 
Oh, he, he's, he's, a, he's, he's, both. Certainly, he's certainly a man, but he's in a group called, he's Blake, stuck in both <laughs> forever. He's stuck in both. He's very mature. He's a very mature guy with a very full way of looking at things. So yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. Perfect. Yeah. I wonder if they ever regret the, the Roman numeral in the name that that's my question. <laughs> the Roman numeral and the Z's and stuff. <laughs> I forgot about the Z's. I know. I made fun of that one time, not even remembering that I was sitting next to the guy That's who so was band. It was. I can't remember if that was aired or not, but yeah. That's great. And we had one big moment over Michael Jackson. We wanted to kill each other about this Michael Jackson thing. I can't remember what, what was it was. It? We had a complete disagreement. Wow. Can't remember what it was. But you don't you don't fuck with Michael if you're gonna talk to Sean Stockman. That's, That's all I know. Fun. I, you know well never, Boys to Met is uh I, I love Sean. Whenever I'm in a, a a makeup thing, big day, big shoot day or something, it's Boys to Men. Not in earbuds, I put it in for everybody. Good. And everybody loves it. Everyone no, loves it. it. I don't want to say people forget that they love it. Yeah. But well, they do. They do. Yeah. They sometimes do. That's transcends, and that's why. That's right. And you put it on, and you're like, holy shit. I, I saw them. They, they, they came through Nashville and played with the Nashville <laughs> Symphony Orchestra. It was so good. Yeah. They were so, it was so old school. Yeah. So old school. I mean, older than like what we call old school. It was very like. Uh, 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 ink spots kind of yeah. thing. It was incredible. <laughs> so good. They didn't mind. They're just like, Sean's like, here's a new, here's an old favorite you're going to love. All right, everybody, here it comes. It's like, <laughs> if I tried that shit, I just get <laughs> shit thrown at me. But, but he was like, <laughs> they were owning it. Complete shysters, and I loved it. It was amazing. Different so uniforms. At, yeah. <laughs> so good at it. Well, this is the last question All because right. we do get like uh, deep or whatever. Not, not to wrap you up. I, we could talk oh, for I however long pee. you like. Oh, yeah. Well, no, let's do this, and then I'll pee. This is the final thing. Okay. You're a dun, silly dun, man. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. That's what I was going to do. I was going, what's wrong with us? Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I was I don't know. just critique, critique it. Oh, I thought no, you I'm, I'm, I'm teasing. That's well, not, that's not well, really What I was going to tell you is wrong with is you're going to have to pay some kind of licensing fee for this shit now. Oh, why? Because we Because you just sang, sang a song. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. That's a very common port chord progression. That's a first to a fifth to a minor. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say so. We we referenced we referenced a countdown. <laughs> Saying the song, we knew what we were doing. We're both in big trouble. We owe a lot of money. Yeah, um, to Europe. Will you tell me, as a silly man, uh, one of the hardest <laughs> times you've ever laughed in all of your life? You could have been two. Your memory yep. goes back. Just what comes to mind? Throwing spaghetti at your sister, whatever it is, or no? It's been entertainment. It's been designed to make me laugh every time. That's really? the things that make me laugh the most. Mm. The things that are artfully designed to make me laugh. Mm. Um, two times I can remember. One time because my kids uh, filmed it uh, on 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 their phone, and I, I get really red and I wheeze and I can't breathe. No and I just, way. I get so out of control, and they like that when that happens. And they, and it was a, a Team America. No there was a point in Team way. America where I just was just crying. I was just crying. It was small. It was just that he said eight just a little bit after everyone else. <laughs> and the timing of that, see? Yeah, I got the wheeze. It makes you wheeze. It's so fucking funny. And then I thought I had it together. And then it's the part where they where they are pasting hair and stuff on his face. And yes. it's just so surreal. He stands up and that's his... That yes. made uh, the, uh, the other one was, um, was the first five minutes of seeing a live screening of The Room. Oh, okay. When when all the kids in the audience <laughs> were so artfully riffing with yeah. with with the with the they movie, knew exactly what was happening. I I I I 
found that really funny. That's like great. I was, I didn't know how I was going to make it through the whole thing. I was laughing so hard. Oh my god! But someone's just feeling like part of their family. I that room felt like such a family to mm. me. The room of people watching that and bagging on this. And Tommy's in the room was always there too. The guy who made it. The guy who made it is there. I've since become friends with Greg, who's the, one of the stars of of, oh, of, wow. of, of the thing. I love the movie. Um, and I just thought it was. Uh, yeah. This is the room that we're laughing in. Not room. Not room. Yeah. <laughs> and what I love about that is I was in Portland and walking walking down the street in Portland, look up at movie theater. They're playing Room, and they had to say, not the time Tommy Wiseau room, because oh, there's enough people great. in Portland that would have gone, yeah, it's the room. <laughs> that's our, it's our Rocky Horror, yeah. I guess. It is. <laughs> it is our great. Rocky Horror. It's a beautiful thing. I uh, love it. It's a beautiful thing that you turn red in front of your kids and let them film it and laugh so hard. That's a good I laugh so hard. I, I just can't. I can't breathe when I laugh like that. Well, thank you so much. All right. Uh, Please uh, keep doing what you do. It's amazing. Thank you for doing it. And what do you say? Keep it crispy. It's just how we end. Hey, w- w- what do you think about the rule of threes like as a comedian? I think it, it's good. You can break it sometimes, but it's nice. High five. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Now say keep it crispy. <laughs> keep it crispy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's calm a bit. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.